It's not just a game anymore. Central Nebraska's ESPN radio superstation. The talk is one thing. The question is whether you can back it up. AICS Hastings, KXPN Carney. This is one of those rookie things, right? The following is another ESPN Sports presentation. Right side, Huffman skips past the first man. Inside the 10, breaks a tackle to the 5. Walker, did he drag him into the end zone? He did. Touchdown, Burwell. A 14-yard run from Torrey Huffman. Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation presents high school football. Choir look here as the running backs off of Ewe's shoulder of Vedro here. Vedro standing at the 25. They run across back. Vedro is going to keep it himself. He's going to try to outrun the edge, and he does. Breaks a tackle. Has it at the 10, the 5, touchdown. Vedro goes in from 20 yards out. Today, it's live coverage of the Nebraska State Championships from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. High school football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. First and 10 Vikings at the Bearcat 24, scoreless in the opening quarter. And the pitch play right side, it's Gray again. Big hole inside the 20, cuts back to the 10. He's at the 5, lowers his shoulder. He's into the end zone for the first touchdown. A 24-yard run for Xander Gray. Over the final two days of the season, six programs will hoist a state title trophy. And you can hear every game right here on your ESPN Superstation. It's time to crown the next state champion. But first, the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good morning, everyone, from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. It is time for day two of the State High School Football Championships here in 2016. Doug Duda, along with Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Merritt Lawson, on a different day weather-wise than most of us have seen throughout the year. Conditions will be a factor today as we bring you three more state championships on your exclusive home for the radio play-by-play of the state football finals, Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Up first today, the C2 State Championship, where we will have a new champion and a first-time champion as the Wolverines of Wilbur Claytonia take on the Warriors of Crofton. Then today at 2.45, we will have the C1 championship game as Wahoo Bishop Newman takes on O'Neill. And tonight, the Class B final, a rematch from a dandy earlier in the year when Elkhorn South takes on Omaha. Scott, kind of a possible neat deal going on later in day. Father and sons both going for state championships. Tim Terman at Bishop Newman, Matt Terman, who is going to coach in the Shrine game this year at uh, Omaha Scut. So those games going on later today here on ESPN. But it is raining where you're at. If it's in Nebraska, probably raining as well. But it has picked up here since pregame warmups began. It may not be a big factor in the first game because neither team is a passing team that we saw yesterday, which may have affected the games a little bit more. Larry, these teams, if they can hold on to the ball, it could be a pretty quick football game because they want to run you over. Neither team wants to throw the ball, Doug. This is old-school classic football. Both are huge up front, and when you kind of preview the game, normally we get into these run stats and pass stats and the guys that carry the ball. Understand what you're going to see today. We start with Wilbur Claytonia. 
59215, 61285-63260, 61215-63240. That's what it's going to look like across the front. When you go up north to Crofton, they're going to come out 61230, 62215, 63210, 61255, and 510-190. This is C2, not A and B, Doug. And I'm telling you, when you've got giant offensive and defensive lines like that, it's a slugfest. Both these two teams are awfully tough up front. Crofton yields nothing uh, on the ground. They do not give uh, stuff up off the ground. All Wilbur wants to do is run it, Doug. They've rushed the ball for over 3,000 yards on the season. They've only thrown it for about 800, and Crofton has only thrown the ball for about 900 yards on the season as well. So this thing is going to boil down to can you get it handed off, and when those big guys hit you, can you hang on to it? Should be a uh, exciting game from the fact of it's it's new territory for both of these schools. Crofton has had some success. Wilbur Claytonia has been a perennial playoff team over the last decade, but this is their first trip to the finals as well. Well, yeah, you take Crofton. They've been in the middle of this thing forever. They play in northeast Nebraska. You know, they've got two losses on the year. They lose a close one to Oakland Craig, then lose 14 to nothing to Battle Creek, yet come back last week and avenge that loss. Uh, they've always been in the thick of it, but haven't been to the finals since 2003, their only trip ever to the finals. And then you take Wilbur Claytonia in the C1 state semis last year, uh, always in the playoffs, always in the mix, but both uh, fairly new to Lincoln. This is a group at Wilbur that was poised to make this run when they were younger. Crofton started all these kids as sophomores, and when they were freshmen and sophomores, things didn't necessarily uh, go as they thought. Especially, Well, as, as freshmen, they didn't play much. They were in the state playoffs. Donovan knocked them out, and then from there fell on some very lean times. They've built this team for today. It is Crofton and Wilbur Claytonia for the C2 State Championship here on ESPN Radio. Coming up in a moment, we'll hear Bob Jensen's take from Huskerland Prep Report, and we'll give you the starting lineups after this on ESPN Radio. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. Time now for the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for the Warriors of Crofton at center, number 67, 6'1", 255-pound senior, Derek Maybaum. At the left guard, number 56, 6'2", 215-pound senior, Dylan Potts. At the right guard, number 72, 5'10", 190-pound senior, Jackson Gunther. At left tackle, number 55, 6'1", 230-pound senior, Chase Zimmerman. And at right tackle, Number 57, 6'3", 210-pound senior, Caleb Johnson. 
The tight end is number 33, a 5'7", 160-pound senior, Levi Honeywell. The slot back is number 24, 6'1", 170-pound senior, Noah McFarlane. At wide receiver, number 27, 6'2", 180-pound senior, Grant Roggy. The fullback is number 22, 5'8", 200-pound junior, Ethan Poppy. The I-back, number 4, 6'1", 185-pound senior, Tanner Crosley. And the quarterback for Crofton is number 8, a 6'1", 180-pound junior, Jaden Jansen. Head coach at Crofton is Tom Allen. They come in with a record of 10-2. and two. After losing the final game of the regular season to Battle Creek, they have beaten Lutheran High Northeast, Central City, Valentine, and then avenged the loss to Battle Creek in the state semifinals, 19 to 14. They, as Larry said earlier, were the runner-up in the 2003 C2 final and have been to the state playoffs in recent memory getting back in last season. For Wilbur Claytonia, they've been number one since beating Hastings St. Cecilia in the second week of the season, 42 to nothing. And here is their starting lineup at center, number 64, 6'3", 260-pound senior Riley Homolka. At left guard, number 50, 5'9", 215-pound senior Dustin Yelenek. At right guard, number 77, 6'3", 240-pound senior Zach Keller. At left tackle, number 76, 6'1", 215-pound senior Nathan Thompson. At right tackle, number 51, 6'1", 285-pound senior Gavin Oliver. The tight end is number 40, 6'3", 175-pound senior Jacob Ullman. At split end, number 80, 5'4", 140-pound senior. How did he get on the lineup? Kate Davis. <laughs> He's about half of some of these kids. Uh, at wing back is number 21, 5'11", 175-pound senior Bryce Brudge. The fullback, number 27, 5'5", 150-pound junior Brian Advati. The eyeback, number 11, 6'1", 160-pound sophomore Colton Rezebeck. And the quarterback. Back at Wilbur Claytonia is number two, six foot, 160 pound senior Tanner Sand. The head coach of the Wolverines is Lynn Jurgens. They are undefeated at 12 and 0, defeating Freeman, Stanton, Hardington Cedar Catholic, and UTAN. Pardon me, let's we should uh, reiterate that with 16 man playoffs. It was Stanton, Hardington Cedar Catholic, and UTAN here in the state playoffs. They've given up 12 points in those three games, and those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. In Carney. Doug, you talk about points given up. Understand that Wilbur only gives up, they give up less than five points a game on the season. Okay? And Crofton gives up 14 points a game on the season. So combined, these two teams only give up 18 points a game. Seven shutouts for Wilbur Claytonia this season, but no shutouts for Crofton on the season. Now, again, you're blowing teams out sometimes, and uh, your second and third teamers are in there, and the late score maybe changes that. But seven shutouts for Wilbur Claytonia. Yesterday, we saw teams um, score in the first quarter. There was scoring in the first quarter until the Class A game, and then all the scoring came basically in the second half of the Class A game. But it took 40-plus points in all three, or that's what the winner had, 40-plus points in all three games yesterday. Yeah, and and, and I just I, – sometimes games like this, things break open crazy. I do not expect that today. I expect this thing to just be an absolute slog. Well, let's see what Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report has to say in his preview of today's C2 state championship. Well, I, I don't know, Langan. I think it's uh, I think it's awful juicy is what I think. Um, Wilbur Claytonia, um, 
has got the best line in C2. I've said that since the summer, and they've ridden that pony all the way. Um, and, and again, you know, you, you watch how these games are played and everything. That was a really tricky game that Wilbur Claytonia had in the semifinals with UTAN. UTAN is just white hot. Uh, they came into the game, you know, the you know the story of the postseason, frankly, in C2 being the 16 seed and all that sort of thing. But um, you know, Wilbur just muscled up and just just suffocated UTAN, uh, beat them 19 to six. And I, I think I think uh, you know a lot of times the semifinal is more scary than a final for a team that's not been in that situation. Um, Wilbur's never been to a state final. I don't think they'll play like that though. I think they're going to play very well. I think you know that's not an offense that's going to take a lot of chances. They just like to run up. Uh, you know, run up behind that big line of theirs, um, mix in a little patch. You know, that, that, that'll work uh, in a state final. Crofton likes to do the same thing. I mean, this could be the shortest game of the state finals because they're not going to throw it around either. They're going to run, run, run. They get a kid by the name of Tanner Crosley, who is just an absolute stud at running back. They're going to work him a lot. Um, I don't know. I think Crofton's going to do a lot of, a lot of good things. Uh, I love that program. I'm glad they're back in a final, uh, second time ever. But I think I think Wilbur Claytonia finishes the job. I think they finished thirteen and zero, uh, and that will set off pandemonium uh, in the Greater Wilbur area. That's Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report as he broke down the games with us last week on the Doug and Daddy Show. And we will have another Doug and Daddy Show tomorrow. Of course, nothing today or yesterday because of the state football playoffs. But remember, our Husker lunch is set for tomorrow. And we will have that for you at Cunningham's, our final one of the year. Steve Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, will be on hand. And we'll also recap the state finals. We'll talk, have our uh, Loper Link, Lukuver of Roto-Wire. We'll preview Iowa, special guest to talk about Iowa as well. It is the state football playoffs. We'll take a break. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. The fans doing what they can. There are a ton of Wilbur Claytonia fans. A majority of them have gotten back underneath the overhang. It has kind of stopped raining, and I think that's the key here. There's a difference between spit and mist and an actual downpour, and we've seen a little bit of both this morning, and it has overnight and uh, throughout the morning. So it's wet down there, but because obviously we're playing on the Memorial Field turf, uh, slickness could happen, but it's probably in pretty good shape. Yeah, the thing is, where the rain really gets you in these games, Doug, a lot of times, if it's not pouring, it isn't really even hanging on to the ball in the run game. You can't throw it because it gets very heavy. That will not affect these two teams. They both like to run it. 
hanging on to it should be okay. I think they can handle these conditions. It's cool. It's not terribly cold. No, it uh, should be a, a good day. 45 degrees, as a matter of fact, for a football here today. The wind uh, about like it was yesterday, around 10 mile an hour. Of course, when the rain gets on the flag, the flag's a little heavy. It's not going to blow like it did yesterday. So maybe when you look up, it doesn't seem that way. This will be really interesting, Doug. Crofton has played a far tougher schedule. It's not even close. They play in the toughest district in the state of Nebraska. Uh, they play all the Northeast Nebraska teams. They are battle-tested. Uh, Wilbur has played very few of those real tough games. I would argue that Utah and Harding and Cedar Catholic Stanton, those are the three teams that they've played. And, of course, Stanton and Cedar Catholic are in Crofton's district. The matchup that is interesting is both teams did play Stanton and both played them to an absolute dogfight, Doug, uh, because they Stanton also plays the double wing, uh, which is what you're going to see out of Crofton. You're going to see a lot of eye pro out of Wilbur, and it's going to be old school, foot-to-foot split, double wing out of Crofton, and they both just want to knock your teeth out. Bryce Brudge and Colton Rezebeck are back deep here for Wilbur Claytonia, and uh, that's the one thing when you talk about that I think is interesting about Wilbur Claytonia. You've got a sophomore back there as your eye back. You've got some young, not big kids uh, at, at eye back and at wing back here compared to the rest of the team. Well, yeah, and the thing is, the one thing that's kept Wilbur from just absolutely being untouchable, Doug, because up front, there's nobody better. They were the preseason, all-season number one. I understand that Hastings St. Cecilia started there. All the coaches believed that Wilbur was the best team. Uh, coming into the year, but they're not dynamic with their backs. And I think that's the one key. They would be uh, unbeatable if they were real dynamic. Tanner Sand, he's, he's, he's a 700-yard rusher, but he's also a 790-yard passer, very balanced. Uh, they've got an 800-yard rusher, a 500-yard rusher, a couple 300-yard rushers. So the deal is, is they're very spread out. They do what they do, and they spread the ball around. Noah McFarland has it teed up for the Warriors. They will go from south to north. Wilbur Claytonia into the wind north to south. And we are ready to get the C2 State Championship game underway. The ball is in the air. It will be returnable here. And the two backs actually kind of crash into each other as they'll take the left side to the 15, find a little gap to the 20. And that's where it will end at the 22-yard line. Crofton flying in there to make the tackle. And Wilbur Claytonia has the ball first. Yeah, and just on that kickoff there, there were about three different absolute knockout shots, Doug, (laughs) delivered by both teams. I do anticipate to see this being that type of game. Oddvati is the fullback. Rezebeck is the eyeback. And the quarterback, Tanner Sand. He's got the towel already trying to keep the hands dry here. He'll start out of a pistol formation. No wing back here. They go twins left and single back to the right. And Sand wants to throw on first down. Out here to the right, it's complete at the 25, breaking a tackle 30, 35, down to the 37-yard line, a completion on the very first play of the game out to Bryce Brush. Yeah, Brush does a good job. They throw a now screen, Doug, and uh, Crofton was in a cover three. That corner's off about eight yards in a bail technique. Very good play call right away. You ever throw a later screen, or is it always a now screen? Uh, if he doesn't move, it's a now screen. <laughs> if he runs back at the quarterback, it's a tunnel screen. If he runs away from the quarterback, it's a bubble screen. See, that's just for everybody listening back home. Just explanation from the legend, 
Larry Baker. Now they'll go pistol with the two running backs flanking, and it'll be a handoff to Resbeck. He'll try the left side, and there's nothing there. Three, four, five white jerseys on it. And this is what we're going to see a majority of the time today, Larry, uh, trying to just squeeze through a hole out there. Derek Maybaum on the tackle. Yeah, Derek Maybaum just uh, played with his hands there, just completely shucked the guard and then made the tackle. Second down and nine, a gain of one at the Wilbur Claytonia 38-yard line. Here on the opening possession of the ball game, Sand. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff, swings it out here into the flat left side. It's complete, but a great open field tackle behind the line of scrimmage by Levi Honeywell. will drop him at the 37-yard line, and they're going to lose one. It'll be third down and 10. Yeah, their trips there. They ran bubble screen, and Bryce Brush missed his block, Doug, and that's going to set up very easily for Levi Honeywell to make the tackle. He just played off the missed block, and this is all uh, trips closed here. They're going trips with a tight end on the other side. Tanner Sand on third down and 10 on the opening possession here for the Wolverines. Takes the snap, rolls to his right, still rolls, pump fake, throws out here in the slot, overshoots, and it's intercepted. 45-40 down the left sideline. The Warriors pushed out of bounds. Grant Ragi at the 27-yard line. Doug, and what you have to understand is they don't throw it a ton. They come out here in the rain, the big surprise, all spread sets throwing the ball. And like I said, Tanner Sand has thrown it for 800 yards, 11 touchdowns on the year, but that was his seventh pick. He will throw interceptions where they don't do it a lot. Tanner Sand, the senior quarterback, puts his uh, defense in a real hole. So it'll be first down and 10 for the Warriors. They'll come out with a strong set to the right out of the eye formation here. On first down and 10 at the 27-yard line, fullback dive. Ethan Poppy on the first play gets maybe a yard from uh, Jaden Jansen. Yeah, Gavin Oliver there for Wilbur Claytonia, the down lineman, Doug, 6'1", 285, just played off the block. They tried to run a little uh, inside veer play, an option play, and nothing doing. The fullback is Ethan Poppy. The eye back is Tanner Crosley. Jaden Jansen, the quarterback, ran to the strong side of the formation, just underway, 9.40 to go in the first quarter. Wilbur Claytonia on third and 10, throws a pick. And now they line up in the Maryland eye, right in the middle of the football field on second down and nine. Jansen gives it to the eye back in Crosley, and he will try and find a seam left side. He'll get to the 26, maybe the 25, maybe pick up a half a yard here. It's tough sledding on the first two plays here for the Warriors. Yeah, Doug, and that was the entire D-line and the inside linebacker that was in on that thing. I mean, Wilbur swarmed to the ball. If those were white numbers, I couldn't have given you the tackler because they were all there. Uh, some of these tackle num- or Wilbur uh, numbers will be tough to give you today. They're wearing dark green jerseys with black numbers and high atop on the sixth floor Memorial Stadium. A little bit tough to see those. And it looks like we've got an official's timeout here. One of the players down very late after the whistle here. It looked like trying to get back in the huddle, and the teammates realized, hey, we got a man down over here. Yeah, he's holding his arm, kind of elbow, forearmish. That's one of those injuries that could just take a few minutes. Sometimes when you get whacked in the elbow hard, I mean, you just lose all life. I'm not sure that it's a stinger, but it is the fullback in Poppy, I believe. Yeah, it's 22, Doug. So fullback Ethan Poppy trying to get the feeling back in his hand over there. Our injury report brought to you by... Our friends at Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with two locations 
in Carney. And he'll get up and come off the field, but in some pain. Yeah. And one thing I was going to say in the pregame, too, Larry, with the way the weather is, kind of whenever you don't have the best weather, you fall behind, you start feeling the weather. Yeah, if no question. If you're in the lead, it's all it's all good. It's all sunny and, and flowers and good times out there. But you start getting yourself in a hole in the second half, That's the conditions start to wear on you a little bit. That's why it is a little bit interesting that Wilbur came out in all trips closed sets. They were two by one and trips closed. Uh, not necessarily who they are. Twins to the left side now. They'll bring in Joshua Allen. He'll be off the line of scrimmage wide left. Then in the slot left is Noah McFarland. Looks like they want to line up in a uh, I formation. And because we have the injury, it's a little more of a TV timeout here. They have been using that in between possessions, but they're burning it here. So they're waiting for that to come back. High school kids not used to that. Everybody's standing up waiting for the official to blow the ball and play. It is third down and eight, Crofton, at the 25-yard line of Wilbur Claytonia. Nine minutes to go in the first quarter. We are scoreless out of the eye formation. On third and eight, they'll take the snap, roll to the right, looking for the tight end. Wheel route maybe for the running back, and they can't get it out of there. He'll be sacked. Yeah, they had two guys open, Doug. The defender got completely confused. They sent a receiver. It was actually the running back straight up the seam, and then ran a wheel with the tight end, and the linebacker was completely lost. He didn't cover either one, but the offensive line didn't hold up. Wilbur Claytonia's Gavin Oliver in there on the sack of Jaden Jansen. And now you go for it because you're at the 27-yard line. It'll be fourth down and 10, but Rogge was wide open. If he would have had just another half second, he was ready to throw that football down the field. And Ethan Poppy's back in the game. Back to pass Jansen, fourth down and long. Throughout here in the flat left side, and it is off the mark, incomplete at the 18-yard line. Had it been caught, it would not have been enough for the first down. So uh, looking for the slot backs, looking for the running backs, and uh, incomplete that time and for Rocky. Did you notice, Doug, that ball short hopped? Here's the thing. It has stopped raining, but that field is soaked, and that ball gets very heavy and very wet because it continues to pick up water off the grass or the turf here, and that ball gets heavy and it gets harder to throw. It's like you have to shot put it, and that short hopped off that heavy ball. So Wilbur Claytonia able to stand up defensively after the interception, and they'll go to the I formation now with twins to the right side. And the quarterback, Jansen, takes the snap, hands it to the eye back, bounces off the center, nowhere to go. Falls forward, maybe got back to the line of scrimmage for Colton Rezebeck. Yeah, and Lynn Jurgens here is, at least at this point, going to get back to who he is. Lynn Jurgens, uh, the head coach at Wilbur Claytonia, an absolutely wonderful man, Doug. He's been there a long time. He's done a great job. Just as I say that, they're back in the gun and two by one. <laughs> the Twins are to the left. Single to the right here for quarterback Tanner Sand. Sand waits for it out of the shotgun, and it's a quarterback draw all the way. Right side has a seam, gets to the 35, gets to the 40, still on his feet to the 45. First down, a gain of 14 for the Wolverines. Yeah, that's a really nice play call there, Doug. All that is is quarterback ISO. They have the back just act as the fullback. The quarterback acts as the eyeback, and they run that right over the tight end. Saw a lot of wildcat last night. Yeah. And really, that's kind of what that is, you know. Uh, That's just straight quarterback ISO. First down and 10. Trips to the left side, trying to open up that box a little bit 
for the run here. Tanner Sand looking to go over 800 yards rushing on the season. He will run it again right side this time. Crofton is a little more prepared, and they'll swallow him up after a two-yard gain to the 47-yard line. Great job of swarming to the ball here. Off the bottom of the pile is going to be Jaden Jansen, quarterback linebacker for Crofton. Yeah, and Dylan Potts, they're the D lineman as well, Doug. Uh, they tried to, they ran instead of an ISO that time. It was the same set with the quarterback, they, but they ran a trap, then an old dart play, and uh, uh, the D-line did a very nice job there. Second down and eight at their own 47-yard line, scoreless with six and a half to go here in quarter number one. Sand runs option left side, going to keep all the way into Crompton territory at the 45 and has another first down at the 42. That was a great play call there by Wilbur. Jaden Jansen, uh, the linebacker, the Mike linebacker, lined up in the bubble, Doug. And where Wilbur's not huddling, Crofton's just getting lined up, and they showed that blitz before the play call even came in. So it allowed Wilbur to get the play call in, and they just pinned uh, the showing blitzing linebacker and ran right in behind it. So the Wolverines into Crofton territory on their second drive of the ball game. Keep the trips out to the left side. Tanner Sand will stay in that pistol. And they'll have a straight handoff this time to Bryce Brush. Brush starts inside, then pops to the left. Bouncing off defenders. Two, three, keeps it churning. Tough running yards to the 38-yard line, a gain of about four. That was an incredible run, Doug, because the in- interior of that offensive line gave it up completely. Ethan Poppy and Jaden Jansen, both linebackers, met him at the handoff, and he was able to continue to churn. So it'll be second down. We'll call it six. Cool, wet conditions here. Not cold, but the wet conditions make it a little cooler. I formation slot back now to the left here. Sand under center. It's a inside handoff. They drop the football. It's loose on the ground, but scooping it up is Brush. Brush was lined up as the wing back, and they gave it to him on an inside handoff, and he could not get the handle. Yeah, it was going to be a complete counter there, like a little reverse. And all he was going to have is the cornerback to beat, Doug, because they'd gotten the the D-end reached and got him pinned down inside. Josh Allen was out there. He, he, he was doing the shuffle step, waiting to see what was going to happen, and then the ball lands on the ground. It'll be third down and eight at the 40-yard line. Well, he now, barely uh, got it back. Yeah, out of the pistol. Sand. Looks right, nowhere to throw, and he is going to be busted up immediately. That play didn't work from the get-go. Dylan Potts came in there untouched and uh, messed things up. Yeah, Potts is making a mess right now, Doug, uh, of this thing. They tried to run a screen there. Uh, They were going to run bubble screen, and they kind of had it set up, but there was no way to get that ball out. So kind of what we expected to see, lots of punts, lots of uh, uh, no scoring. So it will be Colin Rezebeck to punt it away. Fourth and 10 at the 40 of Crofton. They're not going to mess around. Snap low. He's able to scoop it off the turf, pop it high, high in the air. That's a pretty good punt. It's going to go out of bounds around the 10. Let's see where they officially mark it out as it sailed a little wide. Finally stop him at the 15-yard line. So it's only a 25-yard punt, but no chance of a return. And with 4.02 to go in the first quarter in our C2 State Championship, still scoreless here between Wilbur Claytonia and Crofton. Crofton will get their second chance at it. Yeah, and this is how we thought this game would be. In a sense, there's only four minutes left in the first quarter, Doug. Crofton's now going to have their second possession, and Wilbur's only had two possessions. 
First down and 10, and both teams not afraid to put some wideouts out there. You've got your twins left and single right again, and they will hand it off to the uh, fullback and Ethan Poppy, and Poppy nowhere to go. Going to lose a yard to the 14-yard line. It'll be second down and 11. And I mean to tell you, Wilbur's defensive line got a push there, Doug. I mean, that was just man on a man, and Crofton didn't block them. There is no other way to say it. And it wasn't because of missed assignments. It was just because... Wilbur got tough right there. Well, and they're not—they're not even really going four or five down linemen. It's last play was three. You're going to get four up here this time, and so they're making a tremendous push as Crofton goes with a wing back to the right side. Now they'll send him in motion, hand it to the wing back from right to left, trying to get to the outside, and again, minimal yardage that time for Tanner Crosley. He'll get to the 16 and pick up a couple. It'll be third down and nine. Yeah, I'll tell you there, Doug, Wilbur just had great run fits. He goes all the way down the field trying to cut it up, trying to cut it up, and trying to cut it up, and there were great run fits there. And a flag on the backside of the play for a hold. I would imagine Wilbur will just decline this and take the third and nine. Actually, against this offense, they may accept it, Doug. They do decline it, but a lot of times against an offense like this that doesn't throw it and they run it, and you got them backed up and you could get them into that shadow of their own end zone with a long down and distance. They will decline it, try to just get one play, and maybe you make them force it on two plays, but uh, I like the call. You get seven yards instead of ten on the penalty anyway, so it'll be third down and nine. And back to pass before we can get things going. They're going to get help anyway. Here's a penalty flag, and it looks like we're going to have motion on Crofton. It's the one thing, if you're not disciplined in this double. Yeah, if you're not disciplined, Doug, there's so much motioning that happens. And with their motion, it's not straight line motion. It's more of an arc or orbit motion. You have to be careful that you're not leaning. You have to be very disciplined as, as, as the motion man there. So they get they get to decline the first penalty. They get this one. So it's still third down, and they ended up where they would have anyway. Yeah, and it looked like Crofton was going to throw the ball. I wouldn't be surprised now that they just run the ball, punt it with the wind at their back. Third down and 15 for Jaden Jansen. They go out of that double wing, and they will roll right. Jansen looking, throws across the middle of the field, and it is drilled loose. It was caught, and taking a helmet right to the back is Noah McFarland, and he couldn't hold on to it. It is an incomplete pass. All because of the hit. Yeah, all because of the hit. It wasn't going to be a first down anyway, but boy, he just whacked him, Doug. He didn't catch it cleanly. It was a slight little slip because of the wet conditions. Then he reached up to grab it. As he grabbed it, he got popped in the back. The ball falls to the turf. It'll be fourth down and 15, Crofton at their own 10-yard line. Yeah, that's Bryce Braz on the hit, and he's tough, Doug. Noah McFarland stands at his own goal line to receive the punt. Wilbur looks like they might be coming after him. They bring some pressure up the middle. He drops the snap. He's going to have to run it. Now he tries to boot it out of there. He did a good job to get something. And it's going to be taken at the 35-yard line and then backpedaling to the 39. That went from a safety to a 29-yard punt. It went from a safety, a possible touchdown, Wilbur, to a safety to Wilbur getting the ball on about the three-yard line. Write that play down. That could be the play of the game, Doug. What a great job there by the punter, Noah McFarland. Wow. Holy cow. How does he get that thing? I mean, he gets it off. He'd already started running. He was almost to the line of scrimmage. So it'll be 
First down and 10, Wolverines. They'll take over almost where they punted the ball from last time at the 39-yard line of Crofton, and they'll give it off to the wing back from a left to right. It crashes into the 35 to the 34-yard line. Again, a five on first down here for the Wolverines, and carrying the ball was Resbeck. Yeah, or excuse me, Brush. Brush carrying the ball. What you're seeing here, Doug, is Wilbur has established the line of scrimmage really on both sides of the ball. It's the linebackers from Crofton that are kind of giving Wilbur a little bit of trouble uh, offensively, but no question these guys up front, uh, Yelnick, Oliver, Homolka, Thompson, and Keller, they've taken this thing over. How about a wishbone look here? for Wilbur Claytonia. They'll hand it to the third back, which this time is Rezebeck, and he is going to pick up maybe a yard to the 32. Now that's old Wilbur. Uh, Lynn Jurgens always was a wishbone guy. Just in the last few years, he started to run some other things, but he is a wishbone guy. Uh, for the youngsters out there, wishbone is also a heavy run offense. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the old Oklahoma Sooners ran it better than anybody ever has. Twins to the left now. It is third down and short. They'll officially say three yards at the 32-yard line of Crofton. Eye formation here for quarterback Tanner Sand. He will hand it off on the right side, bouncing off the first man that he meets is Rezebeck, but he is going to be short of the first down, trying to lean the football to the 29. Got to get across the 29. It's between the 29 and the 30. It's a full yard here on fourth down that the Wolverines are going to have to pick up. Yeah, and you're, it's total two-down territory here, Doug, because you're not going to punt the ball from the 30-yard line. So we'll see if Crofton can come up with a big stop here. Tanner Sand will come under center with a lone setback behind him. Fourth and one. Sand, quarterback sneak, follows his center, gets a push from behind, has the first down. It was Hunter Cherveny that is not really a running back. They put him back there. He is a fullback, but hasn't been in the game as a running back yet to shove Tanner Sand forward, but he just followed his big center, Riley Homolka, for the first down. Yeah, Doug, and you can hear the Wilbur crew. There's a lot of people over there, and they are loud. Well, there is definitely, of course, you look down to see where the Crofton people are. They're underneath us because the rain would be actually blowing into the Crofton folks from the south-southeast back into the uh, wishbone formation here for the Wolverines. Sand looking up the field on the run to the 25 to the 24. It's hard sledding right now for Wilbur Claytonia, but they are at least moving the ball here on what should have been the final play of the first quarter, and that will be the final play of the first quarter. I mean, Doug, when you see that, even just when you watch the replay, you're seeing this Wilbur offensive line get a massive push on every play. So Wilbur Claytonia is scoreless with Crofton in the C2 State Championship. They have held Crofton to zero yards here in the first quarter of play, but it is scoreless. A second and six faces the Wolverines at the Crofton 24 when we come back. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. 
plus the personal service of Steve Marinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Unofficially in the first quarter, Wilbur Claytonia, 62 yards of offense, 49 of that on the ground, 31 from quarterback Tanner Sand, 13 through the air, and for Crofton, zero yards. Uh, they have just a little bit going uh, nowhere. <laughs> I mean, there's just not a whole lot to say. They haven't run very many plays here in the ball game. No, I mean, they've seven. Had, yeah, two possessions, Doug. And Wilbur... And- Go ahead, Larry. In a game like this, that's why every – I mean, you know as a coach coming in, every possession's worth its weight in gold because you're even playing well, you're not going to get very many. State football playoffs brought to you by Husker Prior Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And on second down and six, out of that wishbone again, off right side for a yard. It'll be third down and five. Yeah, Jackson Gunther there does a nice job for Croft and Doug just sheds the block and makes the tackle. Everybody went where they were supposed to go. He was just better. Again, knowing that they've got two more downs to convert here, it'll be third down and a four-yard situation at the 22-yard line. Their best stuff has come out of the wishbone, Doug, where they just let their line bloody their knuckles and go forward. High formation here is Tanner Sand. Calls the cadence. He'll send Brush in motion from the slot back left to right. He'll turn up the field. He'll have the first down at the 17-yard line. Keeps the legs churning. Picks up a couple more to the 15. Yeah, that was a good job. little buck sweep there off of that. Actually, they didn't pull anybody. They just ran plain sweep, jet sweep with the uh, uh, wingback. So the wingback Brush getting a little bit of action here in this First half of play for Wilbur Claytonia. First down and 10 at the 15-yard line. Scoreless, the opening minute of the second quarter of our C2 State Championship between Crafton and Wilbur Claytonia. Now back to the wishbone set, and when they run the wishbone, they've got Cherveny in there as the up back. He's yet to carry it. They'll pitch it wide right. Brush again gets pushed out of bounds at the 7-yard line, a gain of 3. Yeah, Brush isn't blistering fast, but he's got just enough speed, Doug. Crofton's now gone to a 5-3. I mean, this is old school, baby, now. I mean, we've got wishbone and a 5-3 defense. (laughs) You could be watching Oklahoma, Nebraska, or Texas from the old days. Second down and seven from the 12. Wishbone formation again. Tanner Sand takes the second count. This time they'll run a little bit of a counter with Brush. He'll get inside the 10, and now he's at the 7-yard line. Picks up about 5 on the play. It'll be third down and 2. What Brush is really good at, Doug, is he gets small in the hole. His feet are really, really good in the hole. Again, not super fast, but he's able to get to that little teeny window uh, that allows it to be a gain of 2 or 3 instead of a no-yard play. So third down and two from the Crofton seven. Wilbur Claytonia looking to draw the first blood here. They'll go out of the pistol with both of his backs flanking him. Brush to the left, and he will take the quarterback, draw himself, and get nowhere. Coming in and wrapping him up around the ankles immediately for the Crofton Warriors was Jaden Jansen, and it'll be fourth down and two at the seven. Big play here, Doug, because if you're Crofton, this, this thing really hasn't gone your way. Uh, thus far, you've only had two possessions, have done absolutely nothing with them. You got the turnover in the first quarter, did nothing with it. 
yet you could get the ball back here with nine and a half minutes left, 0-0. Advani will go to the right. They'll come out of that shotgun pistol formation one more time with Tanner Sand. And we are going to get a timeout here by Wilbur Claytonia. The clock was running down. And our first timeout. Oh, no. A delay a game. Boy, how did Wilbur not get the timeout called? And now they'll kick a field goal. They're going to try to get three. Holy cow. Well, they were just unsure. And actually, they had kind of caught Crofton because they came out in that gun spread set, Doug. And Crofton was still in there 5-3. So Joshua Kalkorf is the field goal kicker here. This will be a 29-yard attempt from the right hash. Snap high, and it goes through his hands. Colcourt catches it. He's got a chance to get the first down, but he's just short. He headed towards the right sideline, and a good tackle up the field by the Crofton Warriors on special teams. Among those, Noah McFarland over there. Huge play for the Warriors, Doug. As I just said, there just hasn't been much go right And here they go now. They've got a chance. Nine and a half minutes left in the second. They're going to get their third possession. Still in the shadow of their own end zone. But it is still 0-0. Levi Honeywell made the first contact. And a botched field goal. Boy, though, that's uh, on first down here. They'll give it to the wing back. And finally, a little bit of progress across the 10 out to the 12-yard line here for Ibach Tanner Crosley. But... You hate to say it, that's on the coaches there for Wilbur Claytonia not to get a timeout called on fourth and two at the seven-yard line to put yourself in this situation. Yeah, now after that play out of the double wing, nice little game. Tanner Crosley looks over at the bench and is waving his arm saying, let's stay with this. The double wing team is who Crofton is. All those other formations, you know, that's just maybe getting pregnant with ideas. They just need to be who they are. And this time they'll run that wing tee again, hand it off to the right wing who follows still Crosley over the top of his center. Gets to the 16-yard line. It'll be third down. We'll call it two. It's a long two. Two and a half yards is what they need. And this is exactly who Crofton is, is just grind you to death, and it's what they need to do here, Doug. One first down, it just changed the world for them. Crofton looking for their first first down of the football game. Got an equipment issue. They're trying to get somebody strapped up. 8.20 to go here in the first half. Scoreless between Wilbur Claytonia and Crofton, but Crofton hasn't moved the ball, has their first set of yardage of the ball game. They ended the first quarter with zero yards. And now they face a third and two and a half, three yards to go here from their own 16-yard line. Yeah, this is a big, big play. And these are the types of plays that this big giant line can get fired up on for Wilbur. Jaden Jansen out of the wing tee. Well, he tried to draw him off with the hard count, and now. Yeah, and I think he did, Doug. It looked to me. We have a flag. They signaled for a timeout, but we do have a flag. Gavin Oliver jumped off sides. They got the job done. That will be the second penalty of the game on Wilbur Claytonio. Oh. Oh, they 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 started they started taking it back to Crofton the first time, but yeah, Oliver jumped off sides. Doug Gavin Oliver, number fifty-one, twenty-one yard line of the first first down of the ball game for Crofton. First and ten now at their own twenty-one out of the I formation. Chanson 
Pitch play. Crosley tripped up in the backfield, short of the line of scrimmage. Just got it back to the 20, and it'll be second down and 10. Yeah, I'd like to see Crofton stay in their double wing, Doug. They're getting enough guys to the point of attack. They're not good enough man to a man, but they are good enough in that double wing. It's a mass of humanity, foot-to-foot splits, and it's all about overloading the point of attack. And when they're running that right now, it's what they're doing best. Back to the double wing with Poppy as the fullback. Jansen, the quarterback, calls it, gives it to Crosley again. He'll go from right to left and get a yard to the 21. It'll be third and nine. Boy, there's just nothing doing there, is there? Yeah, Wilbur's... Wilbur is dominating up front with less guys, uh, something you don't usually see. Uh, they are dominating up front with less guys. Well, they're running that 3-3 stack, and it's stemming down into a 5-2 uh, and a 5-3, depending on the set. Crofton has not been able to open up any holes, even to get to what you would consider the second level, maybe two yards down the field here. Yeah, see, that's a five front. On third and long. Jansen sets him down, and he'll go back to pass. Looking for the wheel route, right sideline into double coverage. It's tipped and picked at the 37-yard line. Wilbur Claytonia has their second pick. This is Colin Resbeck. Yeah, and, and uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Tom Allen just walked out, the head coach of Crofton, and stuck both of his arms here and said, what are you doing? And that's just it. He threw that ball up for grabs. There were three Wolverines there. To, to one Crofton Warrior, there was n- that ball never should have been thrown. Literally three guys standing there to one receiver, and he just threw it up. Second interception already in the ball game, one on each side. So Wilbur Claytonia gets one after Crofton got one earlier out of the eye formation tanner sand wants to throw the football has time out here in a little contact as he makes the catch at the 26 yard line but hauling it in is bryce brush who has been a key part of this first half yeah and tad maldenhauer does a really good job there doug getting there just as the ball does it's really good defensive play what made that work is Tanner Sand got the ball out of his hand immediately uh, before the receiver was even out of his break. That's what made that play successful. First down and 10 at the 25-yard line, out of the eye formation. Sand hands it off. Resbeck right side, little hole, gets to the linebackers at the 20-yard line, scoots through to the 18. Gain is seven, second down and three. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Braz and Resbeck, Doug. They're as tough as little guys as their uh, line are big and tough. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talked about how they're not big bruising backs, but uh, and, unless uh, Shervany gets in there and, and carries the ball, which he has not yet. How about this? Four wide. This probably is a quarterback run for Tanner Sand, but we'll find out. Shervany is his blocking back. That's exactly what it is around the right side. He is going to get the corner and is going to step out of bounds well past the first down marker at the 11-yard line. Yeah, and that five front, they've got Crofton in a five front right now. So when they spread them out two by two, you, they end up in a 5-1 uh, there. So they've only got to get one guy to the linebacker. I'm guessing uh, if Trivini's back there with your quarterback, he's probably going to run the football. Pretty good chance. That's a pretty good, pretty good play call right there. And it looks like we are going to have a timeout here by the Warriors trying to come up with a defensive stand as we get ready for a first 
A fresh set of downs. Our timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC, Crofton and Wilbur Claytonia, scoreless with 5.20 to go in the second. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. State football playoffs brought to you in part by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location to better serve every athlete, every parent, every grandparent, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. It is first down and 10, Wilbur Claytonia at the Crofton 11-yard line as they will go trips to the left side. Ball on the right hash. Tanner Sand runs it right again. Cherveny goes to the outside, really doesn't block anybody. Sand takes it inside and gets to about the 6-yard line. He did not follow his block. No. He found the hole and tried to explode through it quickly. Yeah, they did. Uh, Crofton does a really nice job there. The cornerback actually is the one that comes up and makes that play. Connor Schmidt stick, and, sticks his head in there. And it's probably the right run by Tanner Sandy. I mean, he picks up five and a half yards, second down and five at the six. You'll see ISO here out of this set. Sand with it. He's going to run again straight up the field and get wrapped up at the five-yard line. First man in, Ethan Poppy. It's a gain of a yard. It'll be third and four from the five. Yeah, Ethan Poppy did a great job there. They're just, I mean, they're shooting gaps right now, and Ethan Poppy has lined himself up. Uh, he's in that five front, and he just flat went by Riley Homoka, the all-state uh, offensive lineman. Just went right by him. Third down and four for the Wolverines. Trying to get on the board first. Had a botched field goal attempt last time they were down here. Man in motion from right to left. Look for the jet sweep here. Tanner Sand, no, rolls out, wants to throw the football. Still rolling, still rolling. He's going to be dropped. They get him with Poppy back at the 11-yard line. Yeah, Duggan, he had the receiver. They sent the guy in motion. He's going to go straight to the flat, and he's wide open. He just needed to let go of the football. He's going to go right to the end zone. That looked like a little bit of a mess. Now you got to try another field goal. You understand now where combined these two teams only give up 18 points a game. Four points a game for Wilbur Claytonia and only 14 points a game from Wilbur. They just won't let you in. Joshua Kalkorf trying the field goal attempt. Last time it was a high snap and sailed through the holder's hands. This will be a 28-yard attempt. They get it down. The kick is away, and it is wide right. No good. And Crofton has held twice. Crofton's offense now needs to put together the three-minute and 11-second miracle, Doug, and they get the ball coming out of the half. What a football game so far. If you like defense, it's definitely what you see right now as we set 108 yards for Wilbur Claytonia. Eight for Crofton. Crofton's ran 12 plays. And they're going to get the ball now at the 20 where they've had the ball inside their own 10 the last two possessions. Crofton's set up here. Looks like they'll start with the double wing here. Jaden Jansen with Poppy behind him as the fullback. 
Tossed to Crosley. Crosley finds just a little bit of a seam to get three yards. That's a big play for Crofton, three yards in this first half. Yeah, and they, all they want is three and a half a play. You get three and a half a play, the only thing that can take you off the field is the band. Yeah, but they only got three. I know. <laughs> Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings Memorial Stadium in the C2 State football final. Crosley in motion again. Same play they just ran and with worse results because all of green came around. Zach Keller came from the backside and almost brought him down three yards behind the line of scrimmage but forced him into his teammates and a gain of a half a yard. We'll call it third and six. Yeah, when they pull everybody on that and it was the backside guys uh, that just ran him down. That was very poorly done. Crofton needs a first down here. They do not want to give the ball back to the Wolverines. Jansen on third and six. Stay out of the wing tee. This time they'll go to the right wing, and there is absolutely nothing there. Blown up Riley Hamolka. That was the play, Doug, that I expected. I was waiting for a spot to explain it. They were going to show that same toss play again and then run the scissor scheme coming back, and Hamolka just said, no, sir. He's got eight and a half sacks on the year, which tells you, Doug, that you've got a situation where that guy can get pressure, and he didn't buy it at all. Noah McFarland was the running back, and we get ready to pump the ball here for Crofton. The boot is away. That's a great kick into this weather. It's taken at the 45-yard line and knew where to go. Tackled at the point of the reception for Wilbur Claytonia, and I'm sitting here wondering why they didn't call timeout after that third down play and save about 20 seconds. Well, I think Wilbur might be in a spot where they don't mind getting to the half either right here and hitting the reset button. Crofton's been in these games all year. I mean, every time they play, they've been in these games. Wilbur has not, Doug. Most of Wilbur's guys haven't played in the second half, but in only a couple games this season. Last week, u in the first round against Stanton. So they'll take over first and 10 at their own 45-yard line. Tanner Sand will be in the pistol. He will throw it a little wide receiver out, and it is incomplete. Well, I'm telling you right now, Crofton's playing that thing tight enough, Doug. Wilbur needs to be a little careful. Early in the game, they were playing off in the bail technique. They're, they're, yeah, they're driving that thing, and that is better be careful. That could have been a total setup play right there. Let's see if they go. Pump and go, hitch and go right here. They are going to get a little help over there this time. Same formation, second down and 10. Tanner Sand drops back to pass, throws for his end over the middle, who has no idea the ball is coming. He ran a route without ever looking back into the outfield that time, and that is a little unusual. We'll stop the clock, and it make it third down and 10. And all he's got to do is look. They just released the attached tight end down the field. If he looks, it's about a 30-yard gain, Doug. Yeah, Jacob Ullman had no idea the ball was going to be thrown to him. I mean, now they've got to get a first down or they're going to punt it back. Third down. And because they have no huddle, I guess they can run their extra man off the field. Four wideouts. Tanner Sand. Sand runs option. Pitch play right side, gets to the 50, gets the first down on third and 10. Getting it to his man in Brudge into Crofton territory at the 44-yard line. That was a great play call. They ran speed option there, Doug. And for Crofton, Tanner Crosley steps into the receiver's path. That's his. He's got force on that, but he went with his receiver. That was a really good play call. 
Sand now with Cherveny back there to block for him. Will roll to his left, wants to throw the football, looking, looking, gets the feet set, has his man at the 35-yard line, complete to Brush, down to the 30, into the 29-yard line. All for naught, Doug. You're going to have a hold off the backside. The right tackle just tackled his guy. That was our little guy, Caden Davis. Sorry about that. Caden Davis was on the left side, too. Haven't had a lot of flags in the ball game. This will be the third on Wilbur Claytonia, one on Crofton. Oh, procedure, they didn't get the hold. Maybe illegal formation. Yeah, I must not have had somebody covered up, is my guess. Yeah, I'm going to guess formation. 55 seconds to go here in the first quarter. It is still scoreless in the C2 State Championship. Crofton and Wilbur Claytonia, if you're tuning in for the Doug and Daddy Show, no Doug and Daddy today because we are your exclusive radio home for the state high school football playoffs. Three more today. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, we will be back with you for our Husker lunch tomorrow. Our final Husker lunch at Cunningham's from 11 to 12, Doug and Daddy, 12 to 1, free and open to the public. Steve Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, getting ready for Friday's game with Iowa. First and 15 now, trips to the right side for Tanner Sand. He does have Rezebeck in the backfield with him. Sand swings it out here to the right side. It's bobbled but caught, and Brush is going to head up the field to the 45, making some hard running all the way to the 41-yard line. It's a pretty good job there of eight yards. And now Wilbur Claytonia will use their first time out. I'm just telling you, this quarterback, Tanner Sand, I mean, he's a slinger. It is completely drop under sidearm. Who is that? Not Brett Saberhagen. Dan Quisenberry would love this guy. Kent DeColvey loves this guy. The guys that try it now, eh. yeah. But it is a timeout on the field brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 36 seconds to go in the first half. Crofton and Wilbur Claytonia scoreless. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Don't forget Randy Bushcutter and Caleb Henry with you later today for C1 action. O'Neill and Bishop Newman and then Elkhorn South and Scott tonight in Class B. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here. Trips to the short side, right side. Ball on the right hash here for Wilbur Claytonia. Sand looking, rolling, throwing to the right side, and it is just a little tall picked. for Brush and picked off at the 28-yard line. Crofton's got room to run, trying to bring it all the way to the other side, 30-40, 45-47 yard line. And a good job of running him down and making the tackle is Tanner Sand. Two the second the interception. Threw it to the short side on a flood concept, Doug. When you flood the boundary, it's a very dangerous thing because you stick a lot of defenders in there. 23 seconds left. That is the second pick, both of them by Grant Rogge for Crofton. Crofton has two timeouts, 23 seconds. Starts at their own 48-yard line. Out of the eye formation, just one wide out here for Jaden Jansen. Quarterback drops back to pass. Little screen out of the backfield to his eye back, Tanner Crosley, who gets the first down. Tight ropes the sideline inside the 35, and he'll be pushed out at the 32 yard line with 14 seconds to go. A gain of 20. Back out right now. If you're, you're as a coach, you're screaming at your kid, man. You've got the back out. The outside uh, linebacker did not go at the back out of the backfield, Doug. 
and that is crucial, and it's very hard for that outside linebacker. But that's one of the things. You have to identify who your eligible receiver is, and they did not do that. Not only the biggest play for Crofton, that yard, that play right there was more yards than Crofton had in the entire first half. Twins right, single left at the 31. Jansen back to pass, throws left and bounces it to his intended receiver, Grant Rogge, with 11 seconds. So probably time for two more plays here from, for Crofton from the 31. Yeah, Doug and Crofton's got two timeouts. It, I mean, it, and that really is that what that pass was about is trying to set up a field goal. Uh, they're not fantastic, but they do kick them. Noam, or, uh, Grant Rogge is your place kicker. Split out wide to the left is going to be McFarland. Into the slot left will be Honeywell. They will send in motion Crosley, give him trips that way. It was going to be maybe a halfback pass. He slips trying to come back and get the ball, and a timeout will be called in head coach. Tom Allen rips that headset off of his head. Boy, he is in the face of Jaden Jansen. And I mean, his face touched his face mask. He was so hot. And I'm not sure that that was going anywhere. Anyway, Riley Homolka shot through there and was ready to hammer him. But that had to be a halfback pass that we were about ready to see. Well, when you said it, I looked up and there wasn't a receiver in the route even. So, I mean, that's what I felt because he was trying to get his uh, hand found. It could have been the quarterback out the backside, but... Uh, that thing had zero chance, Doug. Yeah, Homolka was going to get him. I think Jansen, he he was anxious to get down the field when he pitched it and take take out. Reverses and that kind of stuff is not going to be good against Wilbur because of the type of penetration that Wilbur gets. Now we're going to have to see who's got, I assume, that Jansen can get this ball to the end zone. Final play of the first half coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the first half stats. The game's coming up later today. Check some of the other sports that are going on in the Tri-City area and the state. They're going to line up in that double wing with one wide receiver down here at the bottom in Raggy. Now they'll send trips that way in Jansen. As long as he has time, tries to throw the football, and it is batted down at the line of scrimmage right into the lineman and picked up there. By one of the linemen yeah, for Zach Keller. Zach Keller got it, Doug, for Wilbur. And that actually will give him time to run another play. Yeah, Zach Keller got his big giant mid up there. It is fourth down and 16 for what that's worth. Ball at the 38-yard line. And the last play of the half here. Can Crofton find a little bit of a present here? Same play, trips to the right side. Jansen looks, pump fake. He's in trouble. He's sacked. We're at halftime. They weren't throwing a Hail Mary, maybe a hook and lateral, but there was no Hail Mary because only one receiver got down the field in Noah McFarland, and Wilbur Claytonia, after the pick, steps up and gets the job done again to send us to halftime. And uh, hard to always predict that it might be 0-0 at the half, but this one had the flavor before kickoff that we could see 0-0. We have had some turnovers, but none of them directly taken into the end zone, and uh, none of them really letting you into a first-and-goal situation. Wilbur Claytonia has had a couple of opportunities. They had two field goal attempts, went awry. One of them was a high snap that went through the holder's hands. The second one was just missed wide to the right. And so your score here at the halftime is Wilbur Claytonia nothing, 
Crofton nothing in the C2 State Football Championship here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. PlatteRiverPreps.com. You can always hear the games. You can hear the podcast afterward and a whole lot more. Check it out from all of our high school activities throughout the fall and getting us into winter where the high school basketball and wrestling season begins one week from Thursday. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln after this. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. And welcome back to Memorial Stadium here in Lincoln. We are at halftime of game four of six of the 2016 Nebraska State High School Football Championships. The rain has stopped enough to let kind of the fans start to move out from under the awning or the overhang here at Memorial Stadium. And maybe they're not going to dry out. The sun's not out, but uh, at least let them move around a little bit here where this game obviously is still in doubt. Crofton and Wilbur Claytonia are scoreless at the half. This is our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. And we'll look at the overall stats here in a little bit, but the key stat in this football game is really the only reason Crofton has had their name called at all is the two interceptions by Grant Rogge on third down plays here from Wilbur Claytonia. Crofton has 18 total yards of offense, and 20 of that came on one play here in the last minute of the half. Wilbur Claytonia has 127. It's very interesting. Crofton's defense, Doug, is playing outstanding. They have had their back against their goal line numerous times whether they've had the ball or Wilbur's had the ball Wilbur has been down there to punch it in two different times they have not yielded a point they did not give up a point on the two field goal attempts they've turned them over twice Crofton's defense is playing outstanding right now Wilbur Claytonia's isn't bad either and here's the key to this Wilbur Claytonia's defense is playing stifling what makes uh when we say Crofton's defense playing so well, it's just that they've been threatened and haven't given it up. Now, conversely, if we talk about Wilbur's defense, they're not giving up an inch, Doug. It is a 0-0 football game. What is Crofton going to have to do to be able to move the football in the second half? I think they need to get committed, Doug, to uh, just specifically get committed to their double wing and who they are. They're running so many different sets right now out of offense, and I'm sure what they're trying to do is find one, and that does make sense. They're wanting to find that one that will go, but I think it's a matter 
for them, keep playing great defense and get going on offense in a three-yard and a cloud of dust. Put one drive together. And right now, that's what you're preaching. Put one drive together. This is halftime. We would love to have you join us all day long right here on ESPN Radio for the State High School Football Championships brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. We'll come back and take a look at the first half stats, some of the other sporting news, and get Larry's thoughts on our next two games coming up in C1 and B right after this. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here. And from my first day, 18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver, and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me and it just relaxes me and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Coming up next, one of the more intriguing games of the weekend. In fact, to me, it's just the game I want to know how it's going to play. Can O'Neill finish their run here in C1 against a Bishop Newman team that many people believe is the best team in the state? Yeah, and I they think- or Aquinas. Uh, Aquinas got beat out in the first round. Many people liked what they were going to see, and O'Neill beat Aquinas. Yeah, and I, I think the key here is uh, the two best teams got here. I do believe that. I, I know Aquinas has won a lot of stuff, and people wanted to talk about them. The two best teams got here, and O'Neill's got the team, Doug. Uh, they are really, really good. They're at tough defense. Uh, they can score, but I think that Bishop Newman has the player. Bishop Newman has got the lightning bolt, uh, and the team with the best player does most generally win. We talked about this a little bit yesterday morning. The consensus down here all weekend, as you and I have been here since Sunday afternoon, through all of the coaches' clinic and all of the conversations that we've had with the coaches across the state, there are many of these coaches that believe that this O'Neill quarterback is as good as the Bishop Newman quarterback. I struggle with that a little because there has to be some hyperbole there. You would have to believe. I mean, Noah Vedral is going to go to Central Florida and play for Coach Frost. and He's, I mean, just a dynamite athlete. On the film that I've seen, it looks to me like Bishop Newman is the team. But you cannot discount O'Neill. This isn't a team that got hot, played a, you know, maybe isn't a perennial power, played one of those schedules where they didn't have to beat anybody and got here. They slayed the Dragons, Doug. When when you legitimately look at um, the road that O'Neill has taken, uh, O'Neill's taken the tough road. In, in the sense through the season where they've played the tough teams, you know, they played Ord, beat Ord 14 to nothing when Ord was rolling. Boone Central, 38 nothing. They beat Norfolk Catholic, 26-21, 10 state championships in recent history. They've beaten Pierce. They beat Aquinas Catholic. I mean, they beat the who's who this year in C1. They didn't get here by an accident. Then tonight in B, uh, you keep – we keep you keep talking about how Omaha Scott was up 17 
on Elkhorn South, the first meeting of the year. That's been a while. Yeah, it has. And, and to be honest, I don't know that Scott seemed to have lost some of that mojo. They lost another game in there through the year that nobody thought they would. Elkhorn South keeps rolling. I do think there is a pressure piece on Elkhorn South that has started to show up in the last couple of weeks. Just let me tell you, when you go play Jeff Gross down in McCook and you play in the bowl, that's a tough place to play. So I understand that that state semi would go to double overtime. Elkhorn South, Doug, I mean, they look like a Class A team when they run out. Omaha Scott Catholic, great players, incredibly well coached. They've been on this stage before, as has Elkhorn South just a year ago. But Scott Catholic has won three quarters every time they've played uh, Elkhorn South the last three times, and he can't seem to close it. And I did think it's been one of the thoughts that I've had. Stu talked about it last night. Does Scott feel snake bit or does Scott feel do against them? And I think that's the real key is, uh, is it just our turn? We're going to close one of these games. We keep getting ahead of Yelkhorn South and they keep coming back. Are we going to close? Or does Omaha Scott Catholic start looking over their shoulder when the air comes out of the room and wait for something bad to happen? which then just turns into a self-fulfilled prophecy. Well, let's take a look at some of the uh, other sports that are going on as we are here in the uh, 11 o'clock normal Doug and Daddy hour. The uh, top four teams remain the same in this week's Volleyball Division One poll, and that means number one Nebraska will be at number two Minnesota for a, a huge game tomorrow. If Nebraska can find a way to win that, they are in excellent shape to win the outright Big Ten regular season title. The Nebraska women's basketball team is home tonight to take on UNO just down the street here at uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. You can hear that on the breeze, 94.5 at 7 o'clock on 1230 KHAS. You can hear Hastings College men's basketball. They will host Grace University of uh, Omaha. Uh, The Hastings men are playing pretty good ball against some really decent teams here in the first month of the season. Tip-off tonight is set for 7 o'clock. The uh, UNK and Hastings College volleyball teams now know who they're playing in the first round of the uh, postseason tournament for Hastings. They will play Union College of Kentucky one week from today at 9 a.m. at the Tyson Events Center in Sioux City. Hastings is 26-3. Union is 33-9. The other two teams in their pool are Jamestown of North Dakota, which is a little ironic. They're coming into the uh, GPAC conference here next year. They're 25-12. And, and then Missouri Baptist is 28-8. So Hastings is the favorite. That is one of the top three teams in the country, the number three seed in the tournament, to win that pool. And then if you uh, advance on out of that pool into single elimination, a national quarterfinal play. For UNK, they are now number two in the country in this week's Division II poll. And for the 18th straight season, they will move into the NCAA tournament. They will battle Augustana in the first round of the Central Regional. Thursday, December 1st, they have the first game at 12 noon. The Lopers are 35-1. and Augustana's 26-6. and The teams have not faced each other since the 2012 season opener. UNK uh, leads the series 7-6. In other first-round games, Wayne State got the last spot and Truman University was left out of that. A top 10 team in the country left out of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Truman, the only team to, or Washburn, excuse me, the only team to beat UNK, and then the runner-up in the MIAA tournament did not make it in. It's just beyond reasonable. But UNK uh, makes it in. Wayne State will play Southwest Minnesota, who is very deserving. Uh, I'm just saying Wayne State should be in 
Washburn should be in. Uh, that game is at 2.30. Winona State and Minnesota Duluth at 5. And then Southern Nazarene, who is uh, the Greater Atlantic Conference champion, uh, takes on Concordia St. Paul, the number one team in the country and the overall number one team. Uh, Northern State Wolves shot 57% last night, beat the UNK women 71-45. to They now host Shadron State on Saturday. The UNK men will be home tomorrow afternoon for a pre-Thanksgiving game at the Health and Sports Center. We told you about this during our broadcast yesterday, but Loper linebacker Tyke Kozel has made the initial ballot for the 2016 Harlan Hill Trophy, which is the Division II Heisman. Kozel led all of NCAA Division I, two, three, whatever, in tackles this year with 174. So we'll see if Kozel, one of six defensive players of the 42 on this initial ballot, can advance on to the second round. So a lot to cover. And here at the state football championships in C2, Crofton and Wilbur Claytonia are scoreless at the half. We'll look at the first half numbers in a minute. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now, but if you want first pick on their 2017 inventory or want to special order a new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and check out the full lineup of Larson FX fishing boats or the new Four Winds RS SS 230s. They also have great buys on pontoons and tritunes. Buzz's offers competitive no-hassle financing for new and pre-owned boats, so it's one-stop shopping. The best dealer between Denver and Omaha. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's South Central Avenue, Carney. Here's a look now at the first half stats. And for Crofton, on the ground, Tanner Crosley, nine carries, eight yards. Ethan Poppy, two carries, one yard. Noah McFarland, one carry, negative three. Quarterback Jaden Jansen, two carries, negative nine. 14 rushing attempts, negative three in the first half on the ground for Crofton. And through the air, Jansen has put it up six times with just one completion and one interception. 21 yards through the air, negative three on the ground. That's 18 total yards for Crofton. They had just two first downs in the first half, 0 of 5 on third down, 0 of 2 on fourth down. They had one penalty for five yards and the one turnover via the interception. For Wilbur Claytonia, Quarterback Tanner Sand, 11 carries, 41 yards. Bryce Bruzz, 7 carries, and Brush has 32 yards. Colton Rezebeck, 6 carries, 18 yards, and uh, total 25 carries, 95 yards here in the first half. On the ground for Wilbur Claytonia, through the air, Brush has 3 receptions for 33 yards. Tanner Sand is 4 of 8 for 32 yards, no touchdowns, and has been picked off twice by Grant Rogge on third and long situations trying to get the ball down the field. So through the air, 32 yards, 95 on the ground, 127 yards of total offense for Wilbur Claytonia. They do have eight first downs. They're two of seven on third down, one of two on fourth, three penalties 
for 15 yards. They have the two turnovers via the interception, and they have dominated the time of possession 15 and a half minutes to eight and a half minutes. Defensively, for Crofton, Dylan Potts, seven tackles, six for Jackson Gunther, Tanner Crosley, and Ethan Poppy each have five. Tanner Sand, Gavin Oliver, Riley Hamolka, Zach Keller, each with four tackles, 22 total tackles for Wilbur Claytonia, 42 for Crofton. A rundown of some of the first-half stats, Larry. Yeah, I think when you look at it, it's 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 Wilbur Claytonia's offense looks like it's just getting ready to break out and go. Sometimes it needs to get out of its own way. And for Crofton, they've, they've got to find something within what they're doing that allows them to go. Here's the one thing Crofton knows. They cannot get back in a drop-back game because they can't block them. They can't get in anything that takes time, any type of reverse or misdirection because they can't block them. They've got to go directly at them, maybe try to get some quick pitch sweep stuff where they can outflank. But I think it boils down to what their bread and butter is, and that is their double wing, Doug. Uh, And still, I'm going to say the play of the first half was the punt. That thing should have set Wilbur up uh, to to either score seven, two in in the play, or they should have got the ball on the four-yard line. That kid got the punt off, and then Crofton's defense bowed up. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Crofton gets the ball to start the second half in the C2 title game when we return. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. At Hastings College, there are only 12 students to each professor. We don't have 300-seat lecture halls, so you get to be you, not a number. Hastings College is a great place. Go to Hastings.edu to find out more. PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week, covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska. Whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. With our producer-engineer Merritt Lawson, Centura football coach Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Our final game of the year. We'll turn it over to Randy Bushcutter and Caleb Henry for the final two games. We want to say thanks to all the athletic directors, coaches, and those that have been so hospitable to us throughout the season, as always, in all of the sports. Looking forward to getting into the winter sports season. And, of course, to the fans and you, the sponsors, for allowing us to bring the outstanding athletics to our listening area. Wilbur Claytonia will boot it away for the first time here this afternoon. And Crofton will see a squib kick that is picked up at the 32, ran out to the 37-yard line, and Crofton's going to get some of their better field position of the ball game scoreless as we start the third quarter in the C2 championship. We had Doug outside of the interception return at the end of the half where they had less than a minute. This is the best field position Crofton's had uh, of the entire game. So Crofton will take over, first and 10 at the 38. Do you start using something... Right out of the gate here, or do you stay base 
for the first couple of series. And they're going to be out of that double wing. Wing T here. Poppy can reach out and touch his quarterback. And Jansen's going to keep it off the left side and wrapped up after a short gain by Dustin Yelenick. You know, the thing that's really hurting Crofton right now, Doug, they are getting it blocked at the point of attack. But in this double wing, they're pulling so many people. And when they're pulling that guy, they're not getting it's the guy that's over the puller. They're getting no down blocks or pins. He's able to trail and follow, and, and that is killing Crofton right now. They're getting it blocked at the point of attack. It's the backside guy that's getting them. As they break the huddle, they hustle to the line with two wideouts to the left side, and they'll go pitch play here to Tanner Crosley out of the right wing. He'll get to the 45, and a penalty flag comes out right in the middle of the pile, and you always know what that's going to be. It's one of two things, hold or face mask. You cannot have, you can't get behind the chains. They're on schedule right here. They're going to get about a third and five, third and four uh, without the penalty. They can't go backwards. And it will be illegal block on Crofton, a 10-yard penalty that will march him back from the 44 to about the 34. They need to get to the 48. We'll see a second down and 14. See, this is what I'm saying. They're just hurting themselves. They're they're within their offense here on this entire drive. You were going to get third and manageable around midfield, Doug, and now you're back here where it's second, you know, in about 15, and your offense is not set up for this. So a couple opportunities to move the chains here. Scoreless back to the double wing. Poppy is the fullback. Crosley in the right wing, quarterback draw again that they ran on the first play. Jansen finds a little bit of a grease, gets it out to near the 39, picks up about five on the play. It'll be third down and 10. See, that's my point. They run quarterback power there, and it's set up to get them the yards. That would have been a first down. They cannot have the penalty. Just underway, second half, Wilbur Claytonia only was probably a little nervous after that pick in the last minute of the first half. They've been in total control the rest of this football game. Now trips to the right side, a little wide receiver screen. It is tipped and batted down in the backfield. Are they going to call this behind the line of scrimmage? Well, it shouldn't be, Doug. No. The That's ball a was, terrible call. The ball was batted down by a defenseman line, defensive lineman in front of the play. Looking at it. I'm watching the replay right now. No, that play was batted backwards. That's a terrible call. Getting his hand on it was Hunter Trivini. And they are actually going to mark that ball back into the 26. No matter what, Crofton was going to punt. But that cost him 12 yards. Man, I'm glad that Crofton was able to cover it. I'm trying to see here. Did it go backwards? No, that's a terrible call. Oh, my goodness. It is a punting situation now for Crofton on fourth and 22. A little pressure from the edge, but a nice high spiraling kick. And the Wilbur Claytone here returner says, get away. And what a great the punt. Ball will roll about 12 more yards and die at the 27 yard line. So we're going to go 47 yards on the punt. No return. The Wolverines will take over. First down and 10. Well, here's what I'm happy about, Doug. I thought officials just made terrible calls when I was coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it always happens. Well, and you only get one look at it. There's no review. There's no look back here. The State High School Football Playoffs brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, Nebraska. Well, the officials want to go, but the TV man is saying you can't. And the guy's telling him we're going to go, and the TV guy says, no, you're not. And it's and it's inexperience. Yeah. You know, the, 
these high school guys, kids and officials, just tell them to get back in the huddle. Yeah. Tell them, hey, guys, it's going to be another minute. You're standing here waiting. But the good news is the rain has stopped here and has been stopped since the second quarter. And so the conditions are much better than what we were warming up with and starting the game with. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's actually pretty nice out right now. Scoreless. Two minutes and three seconds were chewed up on that first drive of the third quarter by Crofton. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings. And, of course, online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Three wideouts again here for Tanner Sand as he starts in the pistol formation. And he is going to run the football behind his blocking back right side. Big there hole, 35-40 down the right side, line 50. He does not have it all the way as the angle gets to him at the 40. And a flag back around the first down marker as yeah. he turned up the field a flag. And if it is a hold it's, or a block in the back where it's laying, it's just going to be first and ten again. They blasted Jaden Jansen in the back, Doug. It's, there's no doubt about it. They blasted Jaden Jansen in the back. By far the biggest play offensively for either team, and it is coming back. But he's going to get credit for the ten yards, and then they push him back right to where yeah. they were. So it's going to be first and ten again like that play never happened. Joshua Allen did not play that very well out there on the edge. Following his blocking back and coming up the field. But this is what it feels like, Doug. Just like we said at the half, it feels like that Boy. offense is kind of getting ready to go. And as I watched the replay, wherever the hold was, was nowhere going to affect the run. So that's a tough one for Wilbur Claytoni. A good job by Brian Odvati to lead the hole there. And they're going to run the same play again. This time Sand is strung out, and he gets clocked as he gets to the sideline at the 32. Wilbur Claytonia fans want a late hit. No, you got another flag that's going to be a block in the back or a hold again. It's in the exact same place. And on that last play, Doug, they did. They got Jaden Jansen bad. There's no doubt about it. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying it would not have affected the play. Right, right. What you hope is you don't see a bunch of this now. Yeah, we were really clean, just about, I think, four total penalties. I wonder if they threw it thinking it was uh, a, well, no, Wilbur's clapping, so whatever they argued, they were going to call it on Wilbur. Horse collar is what I some of the people were screaming for, but it, it was nowhere near a horse collar. So it'll be second down, and we'll call it four yards to go. When there isn't a lot of offense, sometimes there's not a whole lot to talk about. And uh, we are seeing Wilbur Claytonia trying to move the ball now with their trips to the left, back to the left, quarterback run to the left, makes the first man miss, has the first down, 35-40, up to the 42-yard line, a gain of nine from quarterback Tanner Sand, who is the man that runs the ball as good as anybody on this Wolverine team. Yeah, and Paul Burbach missed, or excuse me, uh, Jackson Gunther missed the tackle there, Doug. Uh Crofton was making those tackles in the first half all the way. That would have been a tackle for a loss, and he just flat whiffed. And that allowed Tanner Sand to get it going. First down and 10, Wilbur Claytonia at their own 42-yard line. Trips to the right side. Sand still continues to run it. Gets to the outside, gets to the 50, and an open field tackle in the middle of the scrum. About three different hands went up. And a first down into Crofton territory at the 47-yard line. Yeah, they're going to stay with this. Dylan Potts is playing DN there, Doug. They're in this five front, and they're crashing their DN straight inside. 
and it's allowing them to get the corner. They're getting the edge set, and they don't have to block it. Crofton's doing it for them with the way they're crashing their DNs. Here's a forefront. Honeywell on the tackle. On first down and 10 at the 47-yard line, still scoreless. And they'll go with that inside handoff to the slot back. This time it is Brush to the 36. And close to the first down, I think he's got it. Yes, he does. Yeah, Wilbur's starting to roll now, and I think one point could win this game for Wilbur. <laughs> it is a crazy football game, uh, as expected. Hard to move the football, but Wilbur Claytonia has moved the football. Crofton has not. And, again, if something just strange happens, I think they are going to bring the chains out. So let's tell you that the chains are coming out. Just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road, especially during the wintertime. You don't want that. No matter where, they'll get you home, Carney Towing and Repair. So they will stretch the change and say he was short. He did not get the spot that it looked like he was originally going to get. They moved him back short of the 37-yard line, actually, and it'll be second down and a half yard. But yeah. uh, if Crofton gets some kind of a defensive touchdown or return inside the 10, that is, seems like what they're going to need because they absolutely are not moving the football. Well, and Coach Allen just went out and told him, stop pinch and get upfield. It is second down and one out of the pistol. Tanner Sand just keeps it in his hands to the right side. We saw Bellevue West just decide it's Jalen Bradley's show in the second half last night, and he rushed for four touchdowns in the second half and just blew the doors off of that one. This isn't the same. Sand's got the first down, but they're just taking some guys out of the box by spreading three wide. Well, what they've done is they've seen how Crofton's defensive line's playing, and it's the perfect play call, and they're not going to go away from it. This has less to do with Tanner Sand as much as it does the coaches have been smart here and seen Crofton has got to change that defensive alignment, Doug. Well, Crofton has to play the wideouts man up. Let's see if Sand goes to the air. He's going to go to the air. He swings it out here on a little wide receiver screen, but there's nothing there for Colton Resbeck. Yeah, they'll get that stopped. They're back into a five front. This thing is boiling down to the way those DNs are playing. Everybody, kinda, Go ahead, Doug. Kind of what you were talking about here. Now they lose a yard, so at second 11, you want to keep running it, and you get three or four, you put yourself in a little bit of trouble on fourth, but obviously at this spot on the field, they're looking at four down territory yeah. at the 35. It's important to play to your strengths. Second down and 11. Pomolka. Cherveny, Cherveny, he'll follow the block, try to pop to the outside, then stops and cuts back to the 30 and dives forward to the 28-yard line. Tanner Sand able to pick up about six on the play. Now Dylan Potts there, he the t- it's a gain of three or four, but it's not a gain of 10 or 12. Potts that time didn't pinch. He played with his hands, the DN. He's changed his play now here a little bit. But this is all about that right DN or left D-end on the right side of uh, Wilbur's line because of, of how they're running this. Four wideouts now, third and six at the 29-yard line. They're going to check Dylan Potts to see if he's okay. He was writhing in pain, Doug, uh, after making that tackle. They're going to make him come off the field. I think he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, right shoulder, goes. right arm dangling there. So now here comes the big switch. See, in C2, that's how it works. The linebacker now is going to go to D-end. They're going to switch sides. One of the running back or DBs goes to linebacker, and they bring a DB in. So third and six, they line up again here for Tanner Sand. 
And it's going to be a little shovel pass to Brush up the middle of the field. He's got the first down of more down the right sideline, 15-10, 5, and this game has its first touchdown. A 29-yard shovel pass to Bryce Brush, and the Wolverines are on the board. They do a great job there, Doug. Chase Zimmerman is who just came in at that left defensive end spot, and they had heard the coach, and the coaches were screaming across to just get up field, get up field to stop pinching. The situation that we were just talking about, right? So they run a shovel pass right at the kid that comes in. He gets upfield, shovel it right inside of him. Dynamite job by Lynn Jurgens and his staff. Now the extra point kick. The placement down. The kick is away. This is the best looking one, and it is good for Joshua Calcourt. And with 6.41 to go in the third quarter, we have our first five points bank touchdown to the C2 State Championship. A 29-yard pass from Tanner Sand to Bryce Brush. Wilbur Claytonia 7 Crofton nothing. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong that means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks. Downtown Carney for a free estimate. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back at the C2 State Championship. Not going to take 40 points to win this one. Nope. Like I just said a second ago, seven could feel like 700. I mean, you know, crop. I mean, clearly, anytime you're in a game where one single play can change the world, but the world, the the pressure is on Crofton now because Wilbur Claytonia very well could score again here, Doug. I think they've found something attacking these defensive ends of Crofton. Nine-play drive, covers 73 yards and 316. Squib kick again. Crofton waiting for the right bounce. It's loose on the turf, but Still Crofton loose, Doug. is going to fall on it. Crofton got it at the 37. There's going to be a little fighting underneath the pile there, but they're able to scoop it up, and grabbing the football there for Crofton is big number 55, Chase Zimmerman. First down and 10 for the Warriors. And again, yardage at this point in the game, 636. So basically mid-third, Wilbur Claytonia 210, Crofton 17. Yeah, and that's what Wilbur has done to people all year, man. You don't play 12 games and only give up four points a game if that's not who you are. Noah McFarland, the slot back left. Crosley slot back right. They move McFarland in motion. Quarterback draw. Oh, they've got actually Crosley as the quarterback. And now they're going to try it. Okay, who's our best guy? How can we get him the ball? So it's not a true wildcat, but they have moved Crosley, at least on that play, to the quarterback, and he's going to pick up a couple second down and eight. Yeah, now... See if that is what they stay with. And it looks like it is. I don't know if Jansen doesn't look like he's dinged up at all. Send the right wing in motion. And the play is busted from the point of attack and a loss on the play of a yard. And some of this you'd like to see them, but that's not how this offense works. I understand their sweep is actually when they pitch it, that's a power play, Doug, and it's supposed to get in the C-gap. I'd like to see them test the D-gap. They have not tried to run around this mass of humanity yet. They've just ran into it. I would like to maybe see them try to run a sweep to the field. Now it's already third and seven, and here comes Jaden Jansen back into the football game. 
Let's see if they can get one to the air. They have to hustle to the line of scrimmage. Four seconds on the playcock. Jansen, well, they're going to have to burn a timeout. They're going to have to burn a timeout here with 5.22 to go in the third quarter of play. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It is Wilbur Claytonia 7, Crofton nothing on ESPN Radio. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Doug Duda, my big turkey Larry Baker here for Thanksgiving. How you doing, yep. man? You ready? It's a great week, absolutely. Be good Thanksgiving at the Baker home. There you go. Our high school football coverage brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Third down and seven, Crompton at their own 40-yard line, now trailing 7-0 to Wilbur Claytonia. They set up in the eye with twins to the right side. little motion here for Noah McFarland. Back to pass, quick little hitch, and there's contact if pass interference. Yeah, they got there a little quick trying to get the ball out to Grant Rogge. Yeah, I mean, I suppose Bryce Bros knocks it away. I kind of like to see. I mean, it's bang-bang, so it is what it is. But he went through him to do it, but I, he didn't beat him up. Exactly what um, Crofton needed. Gets him a first down. And remember, Crofton, that should be, I believe, their third first down, two of those well, via penalty. Only the second time today they've been in Wilbur territory, and that the first one came off of a turnover. This is the first time you could argue they've driven into Wilbur territory, Doug. Yeah, the interception in the final 50 seconds of the second quarter. Now back to the double wing. They'll send Crosley in motion from the right wing, pitch it to him left side, and nothing new. He's going to fall forward for a couple to about the 43-yard line, second down and eight. Yeah, and that's just that's power. They pull everybody and get everybody to the party. One time, I think, if you were to do that and stretch him to the outside. Well, eventually, Crosley's going to hand it off to his uh, counter wing back here, and they're going to bring it back around. I would never do that. If they call that play, they're crazy. Homoka will eat it up. Way too much time. There's too much penetration by the Wilbur defensive line. Again, late getting out of the huddle here. Hustle to the line on second down and eight. Crosley. Quarterback draw. Jansen has a little room. 40-35 and has a first down. A first down for Crofton on what I believe is about their biggest run of the game. Yeah, that's just straight quarterback power. He turns like he's going to pitch it, and all that does is set the power. Uh, And by power, I mean they pull everybody into the hole. That is the longest run of the game for Crofton. Previously, their longest run was four yards, and that was nothing special there but it is enough to move the chains just inside the 35 of Wilbur Claytonia, who took the lead on their last possession. Tanner Sand, a 29-yard shovel pass to Bryce Bruzz. And now they go to the Maryland Eye, which we haven't seen since the opening quarter, and they'll hand it off to the third man. Not much there for McFarland. Well, Wilbur dumped into a 6-2 there, Doug. Uh, They dumped, you know, they'd been running that, uh, the stemming to a five front. And that time, they just got into a 6-2. Gain of about a half a yard. We're going to keep it at second down and 10 at the 34-yard line. As the clock continues to tick. 
How many possessions are left in this football game? Some games, there's a lot in this amount of time, 15 minutes. Others might just see it two more times. Maryland I again on second down and a timeout. Crofton is going to have one left, which could be crucial when we get down to the end of the ball game, trying to get one more possession as they face a second down and 10. 3.34 to go in the third quarter. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. It is Wilbur Claytonia 7, Crofton nothing. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Doug to Larry Baker with you here at Memorial Stadium as Crofton trying to find a way to get on the scoreboard. They've run Maryland Eye here, and out of the timeout, they change the play a little bit, send the middle of the Maryland Eye out to block, and it'll be a pitch play right side for Crosley, and he gets not even back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down and 10. Doug, and there that, his coach did set that up uh, that time, Coach Allen, to get to the perimeter, and he cut it up. He's got a chance if he gets to the perimeter here. They had it blocked up out there. He needed to stretch that and run that as true stretch. Poppy out there trying to lay the block. Third down and 10, and Jansen is just one of six and has not went to the air yet here in the second half. Back out of the Maryland eye. They send Crosley out of the eye. Roll him out for a pass. They'll throw it towards the end zone, but it's all green and it's picked off again. And headed up the football field is Bryce Bruz. He's got some room. 20, 25, 30. Crosley misses 40, 50. One man to beat and they'll bring him down at the 45-yard line and Wilbur Claytonia tasting a title a little bit more after that play. Yeah, no question, Doug. That was Crofton's best shot. They actually had a great play call. The receiver was wide open. He underthrows it, and here comes Brudge. He picks it off like a hawk and then takes it down, and I don't think it'll take very many plays for Wilbur to stick this in. This game's getting ready to get blown wide open. The ball was closer to Noah McFarland, but I think it was intended on more of a re- wheel for Rogge. Yeah, that ball was going, gosh, and he's got – he had Noah McFarlane wide open, Doug. It is first down and 10 for Wilbur Claytonia up 7-0. Fake the jet sweep quarterback keep. Tanner Sand doesn't get much. Grafton didn't bite on that one. They were right on top of the play. Good job of the line, 2-3, getting right on top of him. And it looks like uh, Potts was in there. Yeah, this is an old-school 1976 Dust Bowl. type of a game and everybody knew that this was going to be how this game was going to get played out but I think Wilbur's getting ready to flex its muscle here a little bit Doug would you agree well back to that trips that's been quarterback keep the whole time and his quarterback keep again slithers through the hole spins just to pick up a yard for Tanner Sands so give credit to Crofton they've uh, covered this play a little bit better now than they had on Wilbur Claytonia's first possession of yeah, the half. Yeah, Doug, and on an injury report, Bryce Braz, number 21 for Wilbur Claytonia, did get hurt on the interception. 
they're working on him on the sideline right now, trying to get him back into this game, and he's crucial on both sides of the ball. Two minutes, one minute, 35 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Clock running, Wilbur Claytonia seven, Crofton nothing. Wolverines at the 43 of the Warriors. Out of the shotgun rolling right is Tanner Sand on third. Has time, now tries to come back. He's going to have to tuck it up and run, and he is tackled forward to about the 38-yard line. Makes about five more than he probably should have with a nice cutback, and it'll be fourth down, and what will Wilbur Claytonia do? They're at the 38. They're kind of in no man's land. You know that you've stuffed Crofton all day. Do you try to pin him, or do you try to get the first down? I'm not so sure, Doug. You don't just try to get the first down. He's probably going to call timeout. He wants a little bit of time to think about it, Doug. Yep. So uh, we will see the first timeout called here by Wilbur Claytonia. With the score, Wilbur Claytonia 7, Crofton nothing. 43 seconds to go in the third quarter. A fourth and three for the Wolverines at the Crofton 38. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. State football playoffs here on ESPN Radio. We always take a look at our field conditions. Of course, they're always pretty much perfect when you're playing on turf like we are here at the state championships at Memorial Stadium. Field condition report brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? It's easy. Pioneer.com and your mobile Pioneer.com on your smartphone. The great seeds to success for a better yield start with Pioneer and Impact Ag Partners. Fourth down and three for Wilbur Claytonia at the 38 at Crofton. It's a sweet pitch here and a first down around the right end into the 33-yard line. They got Bruz back into the ball game, and he's able to get the first down. And that's also where that timeout is. You know, he may have heard it in the headset. You know, he's, he's going to be good here in a second, Coach. I don't have him yet. He's going to be good in a second. So you call the timeout to give the trainer the last bit of time to get him fixed up and ready to go. You know, many times I've got my coaches communicating with Brian Haas, uh, family physical therapy, on the sideline to tell me when he's going to have him ready. And many times it's worth a timeout in that situation. Probably the last play here of the third quarter, Sand. He is going to run it again and nowhere. This time he's swallowed up by Ethan Poppy. Poppy having a good football game, and that will bring us to the end of the third quarter of play in the 2016 C2 State Football Championship. One score. It came with 6.41 to go here in the third quarter when Sand hit Bruz on a 29-yard shovel pass for the touchdown. Wilbur Claytoni is 7, Crofton nothing here on KXPN. Carney, KICS Hastings. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. 
Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the Barbecue Trio every Friday night, and Saturday night is the Brisket Special. Join Rivals during every Husker and Hastings College game for a pizza and drink special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Crofton with 14 yards in the third quarter, 31 total offensive yards in the football game for Wilbur Claytonia now 222 yards in the football game, about 70 there in the third quarter, of course, 73 on the touchdown drive. So Wilbur Claytonia, second down and 11 at the Crofton 34-yard line. Yeah, and again, I just expect they're in this... Uh, uh, gun with two backs. I expect quarterback power here. Tanner Sand takes the snap. That inside jet sweep to Brudge again. He's able to get just to the corner, but not up the field. A gain of a two to the 32-yard line. Jansen in there on the tackle for Crofton. And you always are seeing uh, Poppy, McFarland, Rocky over in that area. Yeah, and I like the play call because now out of that, Doug, you can run that motion across, keep everybody at home and run quarterback power. You can get that inside-outside game going. Tanner Sand, 94 yards rushing, 21 carries, leading all players. Third down and eight out of the pistol with three wideouts, twins left, single right. He'll take it and wants to run straight ahead, and he's got room, 25, and not going to get the first down. He'll be just inside the 25. It'll be fourth and short, about two and a half to go. We'll call it fourth and three because he needs to get just across the 22. Yeah, he's a tough kid, you know, six foot, 160, uh, but he's really run the ball very tough today, Doug. Tanner Sand getting the signals from the sideline, getting some new personnel in. They haven't run quarterback sneak a lot, and this might be a little far to ask for it. They're going to have to hustle up. They're going to have to burn a timeout. Timeout for Wilbur Claytonia, and now each team has just one remaining with 10.41 to go in the ball game. It's Wilbur Claytonia 7 and Crofton nothing. Fourth and a short three at the 25-yard line of Crofton for the Wolverines. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Fourth down and three for Wilbur Claytonia at the Crofton 25-yard line. And again, the Wolverines lead this C2 state championship game by a score of 7-0. Only have a one-time out apiece, Doug, is kind of a deal where you have a situation where neither one of these teams throws the ball to stop the clock. They run it. They have to count on timeouts to stop it. Here's a different look. Bunch tight left, still pistol, and they draw Crofton offsides. Crofton did it to Wilbur Claytonia earlier, and they draw Crofton yeah. offside. That gets back to what we were talking about in the break. Yeah, and I think that was a great use of a timeout. I agree back to what we were talking about. 
It was a tremendous use of a timeout there by Wilbur. Get yourself in a set, and the one thing that you're able to do is say, look, we're going to go on three here, hard count them, and you have to look at your big guys up front and express to them, you got to say it about ten times what we're going on because they don't get it, and you get the free first down. Great use of a timeout. So first down and ten here for Wilbur Claytonia at the Crofton 20, out of the I formation. Turn and hand it to the I back, who rolls to the right side. Brudge going to pick up just a little bit. Because, geez, Doug, they can get another first down at the nine here. This is conceivable, just like you saw. I mean, we've had two fourth down conversions now on this drive. You could rip another three or four minutes off this clock, maybe more. Uh, doing it just like that. I mean, this game ends on this drive. Look at this. After the Resbeck run, we've got a timeout Crofton because they are looking at a set. You want to say it's six wideouts, but you can't have six wideouts. Some of them are ineligible, but you had trips to the right, trips to the left, almost a swinging gate type of They were offensive linemen. You had two offensive linemen out to the right in a three-point, two offensive linemen here. And did you see all the kids jump up and clap? Also in that last timeout, Doug, they said if we get the first down, we're going to get in that only for one reason, to get Crofton to burn their last timeout. The minute they called the timeout, all the kids for Wilbur cheered. Again, you talk about what a tremendous use of that timeout legitimately in being able to set that up. Now Crofton's out, uh, and you hate that as a coach, but many times you'll run something like that specifically just to eat the timeout. Crofton out of timeouts, and our timeouts are brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Remember, FDIC, it is a second down and eight for Wilbur Claytonia at the Crofton 18-yard line. Did you see the poor DB on the far side of the field stick his hands in the air? Looked at his coach who went just, he just stuck his hands in the air and went, what do you want me to do with this? Well, they get back in it, Doug. Yeah, they do. Same situation here. Let's see if Tanner Sand just keeps the football. Nope, swings it down the line of scrimmage. The ball scooped up off the turf, breaking a tackle at the 15, down to the 10-yard line, close to the first down marker. Looks like he's going to have it inside the 10 at the 9. And I think he landed on his noggin there. Bruz not taking that helmet off. He didn't get up feeling too good, did he? No, that he's is holding his tummy. He, the official sees that, and they'll, they'll have him back. come off. 21 and 11, and on these jerseys from the sixth floor, it's sometimes get them flipped around here. I oh, they just showed him on TV. He's got a headband on, Doug. He had to push his headband up, but he is holding his tummy. He's got a, It was around his eyes. First down and goal at the nine now. Tanner Sand will send his wing back in motion. It's a quarterback draw up the middle to the five and then runs into his own man and falls down. That was the play we talked about a minute ago. They're going to run that jet sweep. Now they fake the jet sweep, and he runs the quarterback power, but they tripped on each other. Well, here it is. Wilbur may not have to score, but if they do, that will win you a state championship right here with under 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 7 to nothing in favor of the Wolverines. Crofton has not scared the end zone today. They're in the wishbone look here. Strong to the right side. They'll turn, hand it to the third back, who makes it to the two-yard line. It'll be third down and goal as they're trying to get Colton Resbeck into the end zone. Yeah, and they're not being deliberate about it. I think that's very smart. Wilbur plays a lot of kids. I like Wilbur's patience today, Doug. Second down and goal at the three. 
Sand under center this time. Trips to the right side. Quarterback sneak right up the middle, and he is not in. in. Inside the one. Looks like the right call. They'll try it again. I don't think Wilbur Claytonia will take very long. Yeah, behind Riley Homolka, I wouldn't take long. I would just scream Riley Homolka. Crofton subs in. Wilbur does make some substitutions. Third and goal inside the one. Wilbur Claytonia looking for their first state title. There's nobody over the center, Doug. Sand, quarterback sneak. Wilbur Claytonia, touchdown. Sand has thrown for one and runs for one. It's 13-0 Wolverines. Yeah, Doug, they don't they don't put anybody over the center. Homolka just... Oh, boy. Got low, and San Rodi's back in with 8.37 to go in the game. Boy, I just kept their composure and grounded out. Now they'll line up for the PAT from Joshua Caldworth. Missed a couple of field goals. Well, he missed one. One, they had a bad snap. He made the extra point. This one is on the way, and it is no good. So the kick no good, and it is still time on the clock for Crofton to have the ball twice, but they have 31 total yards in the game. It's Wilbur Claytoni at 13. Crofton nothing, our five points bank touchdown, a one-yard quarterback sneak from the Wolverines' Tanner Sand. With all the buzz surrounding weed resistance and new technologies, are you having a hard time deciding on next year's soybean crop plan? At Aurora Cooperative, we have been evaluating all of your potential soybean management combinations and have solutions for your farm, including our very own A-brand Liberty Link soybeans. This locally tested brand of soybeans allows you to take control of your soybean yields, enjoy clean fields with safe application and approved in-crop chemistry. See an Aurora Cooperative sales agronomist to see if A-brand Liberty Link cropping system is the right fit for your fields. Aurora Cooperative putting Owner's equity to work. Tanner Sand with the touchdown and Wilbur Claytonia now 837 from the program's first state championship. Yeah, Doug and Tanner Sands played an absolutely wonderful game today. He's kind of thrown it when he's need to needed to. He threw the two picks. Uh, but boy, he this especially this second half, he's putting the game on his back. And he's uh, certainly over a hundred yards now, isn't he, on the day? Well, running 107 on 25 carries, and he's thrown for 67 in the game. Now ready to boot it away. It's been a squib kick, and this is close to an onside. Can Crofton even cover it? It's still loose on the ground, but it looks like Joshua Allen able to fall on it at the Warrior 37-yard line. So, again, Wilbur Claytonia, that seems like an epidemic in C2 especially. Uh, A lot of the good teams we've seen over the last five years don't necessarily have anybody that can even kick the ball off. Uh, they've got they've got a kid that can kick field goals and extra points, but they that's uh, don't not a use ma- it. But that's not a matter of that. That's a matter of not wanting the return. That's kicking it that way oh, on yeah. purpose. If you can't get it to the end zone, this is a better kick. Can Crofton find any offense at all? They have to get out of that double wing and go to the eye with twins left here for quarterback Jaden Jansen. Jansen. Makes the handoff. Wants to throw a backside pass into the hands of Tanner Crosley. Crosley makes the first man mitts and gets to the 40. It's a gain of three overall. Second down and seven. Yeah, it was beautifully set up. It's just the two dudes that went out there to block didn't block anybody. <laughs> well, and we were talking off air. I'd love to see a screen pass or two here from Crofton, but they just haven't even ran enough plays in the football game to do much. They've ran 32 plays, 25 rushes, seven passes. I think to your point, what you had said off air, a middle screen right here, Doug, where you invite all those big guys in, I think would be a great play call here. Line up with a double wing again. 
Quarterback draw. It's going to be Jansen with a little hole. Dives to the 45. He's going to be a couple yards short. Pick up a four. It'll be third down and two. Yeah, now you got to come up with something down the field. And it's hard to totally scrap what you're used to, formations. I mean, you only have about... I mean, there's some schools that run it as much as these two do that only have about two passing formations. Yeah, Doug, I mean, it's not a matter of scratch. Like, they don't have it in the playbook. Jansen on quarterback sneak doesn't get it. It's going to be fourth and one. Just haven't had to. It's just so interesting, you know. Everybody wanted to see Battle Creek and, and Wilbur, and Crofton was able to beat them. This is the first end-of-the-season type play as Crosley runs over to the sideline to get the play from head coach Tom Allen. Fourth and a yard for Crofton at their own 46-yard line. Just no sense of urgency either. Double wing again. Poppy the fullback. They send Crosley in motion, pitch it to him. He follows his fullback and quarterback to get the first down to the 48. A gain of two, so Crofton... Retains possession of the football, but down 13-0 with 6.44 to go in the game. And they've, if to truly have a chance in this game, Doug, they need to score in the next minute or two because they're going to have to, assuming you don't get an onside kick, they're going to have to get it, give it back to Wilbur, come up with a quick stop, and then do this again, and that takes a lot of time. Cropped it out of timeouts. Pitch play. It's going to be a halfback throwback pass to Jansen, who is open, but they overshoot him, Grant Raggi. It wasn't going to go the distance. Wilbur was late getting over there on the read, but Raggi overthrows him at the 35. Yeah, he needed to hold that ball one more step, threw it too soon. You got to give him a chance to get out there. And it'll be second down and 10. And you have to expect Wilbur Claytoni is telling their kids, you've got to watch for everything right now, extra discipline. No question. Everything coming out of the playbook for Crofton. Second down and 10 at their own 48-yard line. Trailing 13 to nothing, six and a half to go. Twins right, single wing is Crosley on the left side. Jansen wants to throw, starts on a quarterback draw, and he is going to be wrapped up, goes nowhere. Gavin Oliver again. And it's third down and 12. Oliver and Homolka have met him. And that's the tough thing. You you have no downfield pass uh, potential whatsoever because these dudes just show up. So now Crofton, there's no bet that they're going to throw this one either as they line up in the eye with Twins to the right side. Poppy the fullback and Tanner Crosley the eye back. And they'll pitch it to Crosley. Now they're going to start a reverse, but first we've got But did you see who was there, Doug? Homolka was going to kill him on that reverse. You can't run that type of stuff. And Coach Allen with his hands in the air saying, what happened? And I think they're going to probably say that Tanner Crosley, who was out on the right wing, maybe came up before he was supposed to, and it's a five-yard penalty. So the halfback pass and a play later, they're going to the reverse. Now it is third down and 17. Yeah, I mean, they're going to, and they should. They're going to give them every junk thing they got, but anything that takes all that stuff running back and forth in the backfield, you need something that hits different than that because you're not going to block Homolka and Oliver. And you don't have that tall wide receiver that you can throw a jump ball to either. And they will pump fake. Throwing towards the sidelines. A little underthrown and incomplete for Crosley. Crosley realized it. 
he had uh, done a good job basketball style of boxing out the defensive back, but it just sailed a little bit over his head. It would have been a tough catch, and it's fourth down. Yeah, Jaden Jansen. Was Jaden Jansen the intended receiver there, Doug? No, they were trying to get it to Tanner Crosley. Jansen down the field to Crosley. And good defense again out there, Bruzz. He's had a great game, Bryce Bruzz, for Wilbur Claytonia. And again, a fourth down, but this isn't fourth and one. This is fourth and 18. How much pressure does Wilbur Claytonia bring? They bring it from the backside, and they nail him. Sack Jansen. He never even had a chance. Barely got his feet uh, planted and got stuck right in the back from the defensive end for Wilbur Claytonia on the right side. Jacob Ullman got there. I mean, blasted him. Absolutely blasted him, Doug. And I don't, I mean, I suppose if Wilbur scores here, Crofton will get it back. But with no timeouts, Wilbur can just end this thing. 5.20 to go in the ball game. Wilbur Claytonia 13, Crofton nothing. Our state football playoffs brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location to better serve every athlete. And it's going to be Tanner Sand time. He's in the pistol with those trips to the left. He takes the snap. Comes straight ahead and now just has to hold on to the ball. They try to stand him up and strip it. Dylan Potts on the tackle as he gets to the 27-yard line, a gain of four. And they just stuck Nolan Lancaster in the game. Somebody's got to come off. There they're calling Jaden Jansen out. I think he got hurt, Doug, when he got blasted from behind. Yeah, Jaden Jansen will come off the field. Jansen, the junior, will be back at quarterback next year, but They didn't ask a ton from him. One of eight through the air. On second down and six, they'll put quarterback under center this time, and Sand gets it to his wing back, who is Brush, pitches it to him right, cuts back inside the 20 to the 15 to the 11, and it is first down on a 16-yard gain from the senior Bryce Brush. Yeah, and I'm very impressed with Bryce Brush, Doug. He's had a fantastic game. On both sides of the ball, he's come up really big on the defensive side. And whenever they've needed that uh, that yard that Tanner Sand maybe couldn't give them, they've gone to him and he's produced. Wilbur Claytonia looks like they'll line up in that wishbone set, but they'll actually put Sand diamond. in the pistol, so you got the diamond going here. Sand takes it, fakes the handoff, runs it himself left side, and gets crushed by a guy that's about 100 pounds bigger than him in Chase Zimmerman. Zimmerman bear-hugged him from behind and brought him down at the nine. It's a gain of two, second down and eight. Yeah, both these sides have played an incredibly physical game, but it's good to see Crofton continuing to play with some passion here, Doug. I mean, clearly the writing's on the wall. There's 350 left, and uh, you can count the yards on your fingers and toes that you've earned today but they're continuing to play very tough. Crofton has to punch the ball loose. That's their only chance. Now we got a fake play. Direct snap to the third back as Sand, like, oh, I'm confused, walks to the sideline, and they'll run it inside the five down to about the three-yard line. I believe that's Oddbody. Wanted to get the ball to him. They're showing off now with their formations. and Getting up a little banged. (laughs) It was Resbeck, the play that they had been working on and hadn't used. Let's go ahead and use it here. Yeah, I like it. It'll be third and two at the three. Wilbur Claytonia, if they hang on to the ball, and maybe even if they don't, 
are your state champs. Oddvati in the backfield. He hasn't touched it yet, so let's see if he gets the call. Out of the pistol, sand. Nope, going to follow Oddvati into the end zone. Touchdown, Wilbur Claytonia. The ball just breaks the plane for Tanner Sand from three yards out. Yeah, what a great uh, uh, play there, Doug. This offensive and defensive line for Wilbur just carried them the whole year. The Wolverines, your C2 state champions, putting the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, you're going to go 13-0, and Doug, and unless something goofy happens in the last two and a half minutes, you're going to have eight shutouts and 13 wins. Call Korf on the extra point kick. Plenty of leg. It's up, and it is good. So your score, with 2.50 to go in the championship, Wilbur Claytonia 20, Crofton nothing, our five points bank touchdown. The second run of the game for Tanner Sand from three yards. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Parents, your job is hard. Helping your student find a college won't be your last parental duty. At Hastings College, we promise to say everything you would because we mentor students as if they're our own. Find us at Hastings.edu. Coming up after the ball game, it is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. We'll run down the stats, recap the ball game, and then be back with you at 2.30 this afternoon for the C1 final between Bishop Newman and O'Neill. Crofton gets one more chance here as the squib kick will be picked up at the 38, and coming up with it is Honeywell. He'll run it up to the 41 and get planted there. Both teams still bringing plenty of heat. Uh, they got the enthusiasm here for Wilbur Claytonia, and Crofton's just trying to make something positive happen again after that long sack on fourth down on their last possession. Crofton's total yards with 250 to go in the game, 30. Oh, my good gravy. It's not just a shutout. It's a domination. Yeah, no question. So let's see if Crofton can get one thing going here in the final 250. They're going to keep after it, and they will hand the ball off to the left wing back in Noah McFarland. Finds a little crease to the 45, to the 46. But there is laundry on the field. Yeah, the umpire threw it right away. Right as the play started. It's going to be on White. He's looking for the number right now. Well, McFarland had only carried it a couple of times and another hold. And I guess that's the only way Crofton's really gotten up the field today, Larry. That's it. I mean, they had the one play, the only completed pass of the ball game. And the last minute of the second quarter was the 21-yard pass that got him down to the 31. They had come up with the interception, the second by Grant Roggy. And if you take that 21 yards away, my, my, my. Yeah, I mean, and then their longest run, they ran that quarterback power at one point here in the third quarter for, what, seven or eight yards? Eight yards. Unbelievable. That's the longest run of the game. It's not like Jansen's been sacked a bunch because he hasn't been back there a bunch. No, they had the one backwards play to end the half. That was it. First and 15, Crosley in motion. They go to the right wing back this time. That's Joshua Allen and. He has no more success than anyone else today. Gets back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second down and 15. 
it's got to be disappointing. You are 10-2. and two. You avenge the loss to Battle Creek. You're playing in the state finals. And in some ways, it almost looks like opening day. You just can't get anything going. Crofton's defense was really good this last touchdown. Well, that's a matter of giving it to Wilbur Claytonia because you had to go for it. But their defense has been pretty good, but it's been out there all ball game. Yeah, the defense gave uh, Crofton a chance. The offense just was non-existent. Jansen, the quarterback, on second and long out of the eye formation. Turn and hands it off to his eye back. Tanner Crosley immediately runs into Yelenick and crew for Wilbur Claytonia. I mean, Wilbur Claytonia just had that the stars align where you had all those giant dudes happen to be the same age. That's how you win a state championship, uh, uh, Doug, especially in C2. We're all small communities. Can you have a program that's built, established, and running, you know, it's got good assistance. It teaches kids the right things. Lynn Jurgens has that type of program. Or is it all in place for when that group of kids comes through? Third down and 13. Jansen, quarterback power up the middle, and he's going to get a couple to the 40-yard line. It'll be fourth down and 10 with one minute to go in this football game. So Crofton probably goes for it. If they don't get it, we get a kneel down by the Wolverines and and things uh, wind down. Coming up the New West postgame show. And we'll get now to our Usera Care moment of the game. Brought to you by Usera Care Hospice. Caring for the moments that matter. With locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Usera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Larry, you had it back in the first half. Yeah, I think so. I think that punt. That kept Crofton in the game. This game would have ended much earlier, Doug. Fourth down, Jansen pitches to Crosley, comes around the right side, gets to the outside, 45, but they throw him down short of the first down after a gain of nearly eight at the 49, and Crofton will give it up, and Wilbur Claytonia can get in victory formation for one snap, and the celebration begins. It's the greatest feeling in the world, Doug, is when you grab your quarterback by the face mask and you tell him victory. Because it's done, especially on this stage. There is a great crowd. I'm telling you, Wilbur Claytonia's crowd looks like as many as Omaha North had last night. Yeah, I was going to say, night. every bit as many or probably more. So getting ready, and with the closeness of the game, the starters are just going to stay in there. Tanner Sand under his center. Riley Homolka takes the snap, goes to a knee, and watches the final 20 seconds run off the clock. There was no doubt the team that was better today here in the C2 State Championship. Wilbur Claytonia goes wire to wire. Some had him number two, others had him number one. They got that crack at St. Cecilia early on, and they've been number one since week two of the season. And for the first time in program history, Wilbur Claytonia is the state football champions, shutting out Crofton, their eighth shutout of the year, by a final score of 20 to nothing, and probably some more stats, Larry, that go with those uh, shutouts, very few teams even scored on them this year. Yeah, I mean, there were only three teams, Doug, that scored on them. Shelby Rising City, which had an electric offense, scored 14 points. Palmyra scored 14 in mop-up time, not against the starters at all. And then UTAN, they played UTAN twice. UTAN scored 15, and then in the state semis scored six. Only three schools in the state of Nebraska through a 13-game season could find the end zone against Wilbur Claytonia, I'm telling you, that's unheard of. Well, these uh, this has been a consolidated school, obviously, for 
a long, long time uh, since we can remember. I don't know exactly the year uh, of that, but uh, it's not like, well, Wilbur played in the playoffs at this time or Claytonia played in the playoffs at this time. It's always been Wilbur Claytonia, and they win their first state championship in their first state finals appearance. Yeah, they've gotten here exactly one time, and they cashed it in and made it pay. Uh, and again, like I said, Lynn Jurgens, their head coach and their staff, they are great people. Their athletic director, Keith Mueller, is a great guy, Doug. These are guys that do it right with the way they do it with their kids, and it's nice to have seen this payoff for them. Well, this is a team that has been in the playoffs every year since 2008, and some of it was in C1. In eight, they beat Wakefield, lost in the second round to Bergen. In nine, they beat Guardian Angels and then lost to Aquinas. In 2010, they beat Southern and Homer, lost to Aquinas. In 2011, they beat Lord Central Catholic, lost to Lincoln Christian. In 2012, they beat Columbus Scotus, who won it all last year and then lost to Pierce. They beat Arlington by one point when these seniors were freshmen, then lost to Ashland Greenwood, who was pretty darn good. Grand Island Central Catholic knocked them off in overtime two years ago. Last year, they beat Boone Central Newman Grove 9-6 and Central City 41-34 before losing in the semifinals to the eventual champ in Columbus Scotus. And this year, they didn't lose to anybody. Wilbur Claytonia, your C2 state champions. The new West postgame show is next. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Green never looks so good as it does on the Wolverines of Wilbur Claytonia, your state champions, beating Crofton 20 to nothing. The second runner-up trophy for Crofton, also won in 2003. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Larry, as the weather got better, the game got better. There was no correlation. But as the weather got better, so did this football game. Yeah, there was no correlation. You're right, but it really did, and the weather's nice now. This was, you know, everybody knew this was going to be a slog, but Crofton was going to have to find a way to be a little more dynamic on offense or get committed to and find a way to crack that defensive line that no team in the state was able to do this year, and they just couldn't do it. And I think that when you look at Wilbur Claytonia, they knew who they were. They stayed committed to that. And that was, we don't care how ugly the offense looks or we're going to hunt and peck and find this. You're not going to score on us. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the final stats here. And for Crofton, on the ground, their leading rusher, Tanner Crosley, whose nine-yard run on the final play of the game gave him 30 yards rushing on 17 carries. Ethan Poppy, two carries, one yard. 
Noah McFarland, three carries, one yard. Josh Allen, one carry, zero yards. Quarterback Jaden Jansen, 12 carries, negative five. 35 rushing attempts for Crofton for 27 yards. That's something if you're calling a game in week three of the season, I know that's the lowest rushing total of any game we've done this year, but that's in the state championship, and it really doesn't matter how good that other team is. I was talking on the break. I don't remember ever doing a finals game where that's the case. I know Howells, they were dominant. I mean, maybe it was 62-6, to but the other team at least moved the ball a little bit here today. And through the air, Jaden Jansen, one of eight, the lone completion, the longest play of the game, a 21-yarder. Roggy's halfback pass was incomplete. So as a team, uh, no touchdowns, two picks, 21 through the air, 27 on the ground, 48 yards of total offense in a C2 state championship game for Crofton. Yeah, that is incredible, Doug. I mean, that's a number that could stand for a really long time. I mean, this was a great defense. You know, And, and I have to say that I don't know that Crofton played terrible. Uh, this was just a really good job by Wilbur. No doubt about it. They were five first downs in the game, 0 of 10 on third down, and several, 1 of 5 on fourth, and a couple of those first downs for sure were via penalty. That's exactly right. Many of them weren't earned. Well, earned you understand. Yeah, they were via the penalty uh, on a couple times. Um, so there you go. Uh, they had the time of possession, 20 and a half minutes to 27 and a half for Wilbur. Both teams had two turnovers on uh, interceptions. So uh, there are the numbers for Crofton. Uh, as far as Wilbur Claytonia, quarterback Tanner Sand, 28 carries. 118 yards, two touchdowns. Bryce Brudge, 11 carries, 65 yards. Colton Resbeck, nine carries, 27 yards. As a team, 50 rushing attempts, 213 yards. Through the air, Tanner Sand didn't have to throw it much. 7 of 11, I think only one attempt in the second half. 67 yards, one touchdown, two picks in the football game of the touchdown. To be fair, was just a shovel pass, the first one of the game in the third quarter to Bruz. That might have been his only pass of uh, the second half. I know it was no more than two. So 7 of 11, 67 yards, a touchdown, two picks through the air, 213 on the ground. That's 280 yards of total offense for the Wolverines. That resulted in 17 first downs. They were 6 of 13 on third down, 2 of 3 on fourth down, five penalties for 40 yards. Also had the two turnovers in the football game. As far as the punting goes, Wilbur Claytoni had to punt it one time for 25 yards. McFarland had three punts for Crofton for an average of 35 yards. Defensively in this football game for Crofton, they were led by Dylan Potts with 11 tackles. Ethan Poppy and Jackson Gunther each had 10. And then you had uh, Jaden Jansen, Noah McFarland, and Derek Maybaum with eight tackles apiece. 74 tackles in the game for Crofton, 52 for Wilbur Claytonia. And uh, when you don't have that many, it's pretty spread out. Coton uh, Rezebeck had six, as did Jacob Ullman and Dustin Yelenick and Gavin Oliver and Zach Keller. Five tackles for Tanner Sand and Riley Homolka defensively in the football game. Again, your final score, 20 to nothing. Wilbur Claytonia over the Crofton Warriors. Let's go ahead and take a look at our scoring summary brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. It didn't look like anybody was going to get in the scorebook in the first half, although the best opportunity was for Wilbur Claytonia. They had uh, a couple of opportunities at field goals in the uh, start of the second quarter. They lined up for a 29-yard field goal. They had a fourth and two at the seven-yard line 
and failed to get a timeout called. So a delay of game then forced their hand into the field goal. And this was just kind of when the rain was snopping, stop, stopping. A high snap. They didn't have a chance. Almost uh, got the first down from their uh, place kicker as it went through the holder's hands and just deflected right to Josh Kalkorf. He got back to the line of scrimmage but was about a yard short. So the 29-yard field goal was no good. Then after an exchange of interceptions, it was a 28-yard field goal attempt that just missed wide right after the interception from Colton Resbeck set things up. So the 28-yard field goal was no good. And Crofton's really their best chance to score was when Grant Rocky got his second interception inside a minute, and uh, they were able to get that lone completion down to the 31-yard line, had three plays from the 31, and the drive actually ended back closer to the 40 than it did to the 30. That was the closest Crofton got. Well, yeah, if you re- if you rewind this game, Doug, to the beginning, Crofton needed to cash in early. Crofton's going to get the ball. Uh, the first time they touched the ball, it was on about Wilbur Claytonia's 30 when Wilbur throws a pick on the first possession. Yeah, and then the punt uh, that gave them good field position around the 40 that they had to get out there, and, and that, that could have set things up for Wilbur a lot earlier. So all that happened in the first half, but nobody scored. And then finally things got going on the uh, first possession uh, for uh, Crofton. It was a squib kick. They started at their own 38, not able to do much with it. And a nine-play, 73-yard drive ended on the Tanner Sand shovel pass to Bryce Brush with 6.41 to go in the third quarter. Colquart added the extra point to make it 7 to nothing. Bryce Brush not only did he have a touchdown reception, he had an interception there in the third quarter. And Crofton never threatened again. A 13-play, 45-yard drive ended with 8.37 to go in the fourth quarter that chewed up six minutes and two seconds. And Tanner Sand snuck it in from one yard out. The kick was wide, made it 13 to nothing. And Sand then completed a five-play, 31-yard drive with 2.50 to go in the game from three yards out. Colcourt added the kick. And the final score, Wilbur Claytonia, 20 Crofton, nothing. Our scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We'll put the final touches on this fourth of six state championship games after this final timeout. At Nebraska Land National Bank, we have accounts designed to fit your needs and financial goals. We offer the technology necessary to do business in today's busy world without sacrificing personal service. We have it all, from internet banking to personal banking and everything in between. So make the switch today. Our trained account transfer specialists provide you with personalized, detailed service. We're with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and simple transfer. Stop by to visit with the specialist today. Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And welcome back to the New West post-game show. And people already look at next year. What is Wilbur Claytonia? Crofton's going to graduate a lot of these starters here today, especially on the line. Uh, we know that Wilbur Claytonia. All five linemen. <laughs> is, are going to lose a lot of their hosses as well. They do have, uh, as we said, some of the 
specialty guys uh, like Rezebeck, uh, just a sophomore, odd body, a junior. But uh, most of these guys are seniors too. Doug, at this level, a line like that is generational. And I, I, I'm not you being uh, silly. I'm being very honest. That's generational. You graduate all five of those dudes. When you get them to come through your program, you got to have your program built and ready to go so you can cash it in. Lynn Jurgens did that. All of us that coach our butts off, you know, knowing that you're not going to win a state championship tomorrow, people wonder why. It's so that your program is ready when it happens. You know, when preparation meets opportunity, that equals success. And when this line came through, this thing was ready, but they graduate them all. C2 next year, obviously at Centura. You watch it real close. You look at the 16 teams that were in the playoffs. I know you think St. Paul, uh, as far as our listening area, has got a chance to go a long way. But U10, Centennial, St. Paul, Hershey, Hardington Cedar Catholic, North Platte, St. Pat's, Wilbur Claytonia, Stanton, Sutton, Battle Creek, Oakland Craig, Donovan Trumbull, Crofton, Central City, Valentine, well, yeah. Cross County. Who do you like out of that crew? Uh, a couple teams that I mean, two, are set up for two next of year. the three C1s that are in C2 because of the eight-man elect ineligible. Valentine brings most of them back. They're going to be really good. Uh, St. Paul is going to be really good. And then when you look at it, Hardington Cedar Catholic brings back those two 300-pound nose guards. They bring back, uh, so, I mean, and they're really big and good. Hardington is going to be good. That whole northeast Nebraska is going to continue to be very competitive. They never back off. This was the worst team Battle Creek has had in the last four years, and they were in the semis. They're still going to be there. There will be somewhat of a vacuum in C2 next year, though, Doug. Um, You don't have just this uh, perennial lookout, holy moly team coming uh, the way we knew the last several years were going to go, you know, Aquinas, everybody knew coming in that it was going to take, you know, an act of faith to try to get Wilbur um, off this pedestal. But in C2 coming back next year, it could have a fair amount of central Nebraska flavor. All right. We are looking forward to what should be some uh, great football in the final two games. Again, it is Bishop Newman and O'Neill. Uh, can O'Neill get it done? Yeah, I do think so. I mean, they're definitely good enough. One of the things that O'Neill's going to come in and do is play the type of defense, maybe not to the exact level, but that type of defense that you saw Wilbur play. They don't give anything up, Doug. Nothing easy. They're extremely tough. And, uh, yes, O'Neill has got a very legitimate shot to win that game. If Noah Vedral comes into this stadium and goes off, then maybe some of those bets are off. But, but yes, I think they've got a shot. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today, Larry. As always, thanks so much, and uh, I won't miss you too much. A couple of weeks, unless something crazy happens, uh, we're going to be at Kearney High the first Saturday in December. Yep, off we go to start calling the Hug Fighters all the way through uh, the third week of February. So high school basketball and wrestling, of course, we're talking about the Carney Wrestling Invite Finals, which we've done here for uh, the last 20 years or so from the new Carney High School. And, of course, the high school basketball season begins one week from Thursday. We're not done. The final two games, Randy Bushcutter and Caleb Henry will have for you. 2.30 pregame, 2.45 kickoff in C1 between O'Neill and Bishop Newman. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15 kickoff tonight in Class B between Elkhorn South and Omaha, Scott, we still have not had a football game of these first four 
come down to the final five minutes, Larry. No, and this next one could. And actually, the B game is the one that everybody believes will because those two guys just seem that's what happens when they uh, get together. And I've just got great news from Carney. They opened Central Avenue last week. They've opened the bridge out by the uh, Viero Events Center. There we go, friends. People are fired up about that. I just noticed that. Travel safely. Don't get so crazy that you just go and drive uh, nutso. Travel safe. So Fall City Sacred Heart, they wore green to start the day yesterday. Your state champion. Burwell puts a little purple into it in D1. Last night, Bellevue West puts a little purple into it as well in a Class A. And back to the green to start the day here for Wilbur Claytonia. For Merritt Lawson and Caleb Henry back that uh, were working earlier this morning. Yes, he's going to do some kind of transformation to get here. And for Larry Baker, Doug did a saying again, thanks to our many fine sponsors, all the coaches, ADs, and those that have been, as always, so gracious with their time to help us with our broadcast and to the sponsors as well. You've been listening to the New West Post Game Show, your C2 final, Wilbur Claytonia 20, Crofton nothing. Keep it here on ESPN for more state championship action. The proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperstation.com.